Hey everybody, welcome back to the ABCs of RPGs, where we teach you the basics of tabletop role-playing games. My name is Spencer Reese, I'm going to be the Game Master today for Lancer, and I'm joined by my players, Dalton. Hello everybody, my name is Dalton, I've got he, him pronouns, I'm playing a Lancer named Kish Lark, call sign Backfire, also with he, him pronouns. Uh, he is uh, a mechanic who found himself wanting to pilot a robot. And so he is using all of his cool mechanical skills to get all, as much like performance out of his robot as he possibly can. Uh, next up, I think is Justin. Hey everybody, I'm Justin. Uh, I'm playing Rico Manitoba. Uh, he and my uh, pronouns are he and a starship pilot and yeah uh my mech is very combat oriented frontline the aviators of the jack are really selling the combat pilot look <laughs> yes i dressed up <laughs> he dressed as his character today <laughs> yeah, I dressed yeah. Up. <laughs> oh well chris do you want to introduce yourself next sure uh Chris, he, him pronouns for both me and my character, and my character is uh, K. Brackeen, uh, call sign Hailstorm, and I am just here to blow shit up. And, you know, yeah. Do that a whole lot. I just like to blow things up. <laughs> uh, next to Chris is Ashley, who had to work today, so that's why she's not joining us, but that's okay. We'll find a place where she can narr narratively fit in. Or, or do something. But uh, last but not least, we have Mr. Michael Nye. Hey, I'm Mike. Uh, me and my character use he, him pronouns. Uh, I'm going to be playing as Mumtaz Kakmak, AKA Mothman. Uh, definitely a fire support kind of guy. Just wanting to make sure the whole team gets home at the end of the day. Aww. Perfect. Well, hey, like always, I always like to start us off with a get to know you question. Uh, can somebody please roll me a D260, totally real die. Absolutely real die. I have one right here, but I want you guys to roll it. It's just a sphere. Say, you guys have seen like the ones you can do like any number because they do like water suspended dies. 143. 143. I haven't seen these water suspended dies. Great, now yeah. you just found another way to, for Spencer to blow money. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen D100s for sure like that. I haven't seen anything bigger than it. Well, no, I think maybe I have. You know, you guys can do all this with just like D10s, right? Just different colored D10s. Mm -hmm. You don't. Okay. Just roll. Oh, I need to roll a handful of dice. Big. Like in order for it to just have like an actual side to put a number on, how physically big is a D100, let alone a D260? D100, they can be about this big. Yeah. Like a golf ball. <laughs> Interesting. It's just wow. a circle. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to be all that big. But you yeah. have to read the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, maybe, maybe, maybe like a handball size ball. I think it's a little bit bigger than golf ball. Anyways, it's a one for you. It's smaller, babe. The get to know your question is if your pilot only had one sense, hearing, touch, sight, etc. Which would your pilot want? They could only have one. 
What would they want? I don't know if taste is essential to pirating your mech, but... <laughs> you know what? I, say, I got my answer. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I would say hearing, you know, all the better to... You hear explosions are, are you can feel it no matter what in like your bones and then hearing them is also pretty pretty solid <laughs> i would also agree with healing just because of the fact that like you you gotta think you're sitting in a mech right what's your what's your field of vision anyways that like you probably can't see where shit but also we live in the future where just like ai can just like verbally communicate with you and you can just verbally communicate back what to do. You just have audio assisted like battlefield <laughs> tactics. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Kish would want just one sense. I think he might rather just be dead. Uh, yeah, that's fair. One only being able to do like one of the five senses is. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Uh, to me personally. <laughs> you know what? Just make another clone. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. Just just grow a new me. Just grow a new one. Uh, throw throw this body out. Do like a blaze of glory thing. Oh. And grow a new new body that's less defective. <laughs> See, we haven't even gotten to like the, the like if your pilot dies and the cloning and everything like that. So. I, I find it ironic that you're like less effective when there can be a lot of bad things that happen when you get cloned. Yeah, but like it it would be it probably won't be as bad as being like trapped in like a coffin of a corpse. Like Yeah. This question was surprisingly dark. Yeah, I'll, what do you mean you don't want to be a dreadnought? I'll roll those dice on reincarnation. Reincarnation, for your pilot too, Justin. Yeah, no, Rico just refers to it as reincarnation. Convenient reincarnation. I love that. Oh, that's so nice. That's a nice little spin on it. <laughs> um. Oh. Well, cool. Let uh, let me get, catch everybody else up from last time. So, last time, or I guess a couple sessions ago, we, uh, you as pilots have uh, as part of the Union, come to the planet known as uh, Novalesia. Um, sorry, I, I want to make sure I got that name right. <laughs> no, no, blah, 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 blah. All these names are weird. Don't know why they're weird names. The space names. Space names have to be weird, otherwise they're too normal. Sorry, Novalesium is the city. Crisidium is the planet. <laughs> so that's that's where you you guys came to the planet Crisidium. Um, and what you're doing there is essentially you're trying to reestablish uh, this planet back into union, back into kind of like the overarching kind of humanitarian government after it's been separated for f 500 years. Uh, the last uh, committee, the, the second committee was the current one in charge when they disconnected. Uh, and now the third committee's in charge and they're, they're a little bit better. So you guys got to the planet, but there's a cold war going on. Uh, your ambassador try is trying to negotiate peace before they just start handing them the technology to just make whatever they want at any time that they want, um, using the new fancy 3d printers of the future. Um, but 
you've lost contact with with not only your ambassador, your union ambassador, uh, but also your ship captain. So the union ambassador is union ambassador Nilan Banerjee, and your captain is Captain Bridget Ferris. Uh, the ambassador thought it'd be a great idea to bring your captain down to planet side to try to smooth the negotiations only for well some bad stuff to happen so uh contact was caught off a uh, first lieutenant alex kim sent you sent uh sent started deploying uh forces down planet side to retrieve the captain and the ambassador um and that's where you guys come in you guys got in your drop ship you started heading down but you got shot down uh, turns out not only is communication jammed, but there's a full-scale invasion done by the Vestan Sovereignty onto the LSA city of Nov Elysia. Um, and so that's where you guys are. You guys crash land down, you fought off some guys, took some damage, uh, but the, the battlefield has kind of cleared around where your drop dropship landed. And you kind of had a moment to kind of repair your mechs and, and recover. So that's where we we kind of left off. Um, I, I said this at the end of last session, but I'll just kind of repeat it just so you guys kind of understand, like kind of have a visual layout of where you guys kind of are. Uh, Nova Elysia is a modern city on par with any core world metropolis. Tall gleaming buildings rise precisely, uh, rise over precisely ordered streets and thoroughfares, all built in a grandiose, somewhat outsized architectural style that hints at the player's setcom history. Under better circumstances, the city might be beautiful, but now a grimy haze of dust and smoke hangs in the air. Empty cars line the roads, signs of a hasty evacuation, while civil defense warnings urging people to take shelter loop endlessly across automated advertisements. And that's uh, that's what you kind of hear and what you see as you're kind of like maybe pulled off into one of the, the buildings at your crash site, kind of repairing your mechs and, and doing and making sure you're you're ready to to head out so so before we get started you mentioned some information in there that i don't that i want to make sure about. Yeah. i don't know if our characters know like sure. you mentioned that there's like an invasion happening yeah on this planet by another group we don't know that do we like we Not necessarily okay i just wanted to make sure that, like you know, you know that there definitely is a Cold War that's been going on between the Western Sovereignty and the LSA. And this is an LSA city, and yep. that all the mechs you currently fought had the dressings of the Western Sovereignty. Okay. So we were able to, we recognized Western Sovereignty oh, insignias sure. on, on these enemy mechs. Yes. Okay. It's the LSA trying to provoke a war. And when we were given this like diplomatic mission, who yeah. were we meeting with? Uh, so uh, essentially, uh, the the captain and union ambassador Banerjee are are currently located further into the city at kind of like a kind of think of it kind of like a UN center type deal where they're like meeting to discuss negotiations. Right. Which organization are they affiliated with? the LSA, I'm guessing, since this is an LSA-affiliated city? Uh, are you talking about your captain and, and the ambassador? Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking about who the captain and ambassador, like, are here to meet with. Uh, it, it was supposed to be kind of, like, all the delegates from, uh, because there's three central powers here. Mm -hmm. So all three, uh, 
to, uh, like uh, everybody was supposed to be meeting like a UN kind of like meeting center, but it is an LSA city. Yes. Okay. And you mentioned three factions. Yes. The LSA, the Vestian dynasty, and what's, what would the third one be then? Yeah. So obviously the LSA and the Vestian sovereignty get like the most attention, but the third one, uh, let me pull up the name, is on here somewhere. The Republic of Akasinia. Now, if, if it's uh, a republic, who cares? I don't care about democracy. So, that, that sovereignty too. sounds way cooler. Sounds like they might have a strong, mo powerful monarch in charge. <laughs> Possibly birthright inherited. <laughs> the best in sovereignty is just shooting at you right now and trying to kill you. That's uh, all. I'm just really inspired when my leaders are ordained by higher beings. Yeah. Yeah, when like they when when they're in charge because God said so, that's the yeah. kind of government I can get behind. Yeah, obviously. That's how I know my leaders right is they were picked by God. Picked by God. I, I, mean, I don't want to be there if he didn't want them there. Yeah, I, I don't want to yeah, pick. Exactly. I don't want to pick a leader. I don't know how to pick leaders. God though, that's 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 a being that knows how to pick a leader. Or gods. I don't know. I don't know the religious culture of this planet. It's true. Maybe a like poly to, polytheistic planet. I'd like to imagine that, like, it, you had either done this research about what was going on beforehand, or you were just like you grabbed the Omninet communicator from from uh, Mothman and started asking Rio all these questions, and then just started a whole talk between your crew about whether or not you should be ordained by God before you rule a country. <laughs> Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think, how do you think in this uh, society of a future spacefaring culture, I don't know what you want to call it, um, how has that affected religions? Like, how does your concept of like divine creation of humanity like change? You should, uh, you should search the, the phrase raw on your Omninet. Or ask Rio about it. Yeah, or ask. <laughs> don't know. Don't don't ask. Don't ask Rio about it. She might start to. That might be to, that might be a thought crime for NH, please. Are we supposed to go on a mission? What is this? Is this is so? Rico is not about this. Man. All right. No, I just I wanted to 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 level set and make sure that I was I knew knew what my character knew. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so like, so we're we're aware that, um, the Vestian dynasty. You said. Vestian sovereignty. Vestian, Vestian sovereignty. They, they should call themselves dynasty, though. That's yeah. way better than sovereignty. The Vestian sovereignty have have attacked this city at about the same time the the third union or whatever has come to the planet to try to negotiate some amount of peace during the Cold War. Yeah. Okay. Negotiations have been in process for a little bit, and while they were tense, it didn't seem like it would full out go into a full out war okay. but here we are right. yes well i think if we're all good to i don't know start the the role play session we're all on the same page i can flip us over i don't know if there's like a map or like image on roll 20 you want besides the oh just the, the current combat map okay. i'll i'll switch it as soon as uh other things come up so yeah. okay cool all right but we, yeah we're in game mode now um 
so uh, Mothman, Rio said that we have to go north of here. Yes. Forward operating base saber. Yeah, to, to Ford operating base saber, and she said that there was some artillery that she wanted us to deal with on the way. Uh, I mean, if deal with, avoid, not get shot by. Kind of thought that was a little open up to interpretation, personally. I mean, if we want, if we want uh, bonus points, we want to raise later. Uh, I feel like taking out the artillery, probably the way to go. Is that something like we can see? Uh, maybe you might see missiles being shot at, in the distance, but you don't see any like directly. It, it, most of the fighting's closer to like the downtown of the city. Okay. So you'd have to go closer, at, probably on your way to forward operating base Saber. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't think we should stick around here. We should probably get moving unless any of you guys think there's something uh, like scrap or they want to get a hold of no, them. I, I think we did that at the end of the last one. Yeah, everybody reload. We good to go? I think so. Define good. <laughs> you got your robot working again. Yeah, look, it, the arm's back on. The important bit. Just, just one arm, probably, but, you know, it's fine. Well, the legs work. Yeah. So, yeah. Dalton, you, you mentioned searching around. Was was Backfire searching around, or was anybody else searching uh, among the debris and everything? Um, We did a little bit at the end of the last yeah. session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you gave us, like, a targeted designator or something, but that's the only thing yeah. I remember. That's what I was just making sure. So just know that one of you has that bombardment reserve, which is kind of just like a little little designator that you kind of have in your hand. That's an enemy uh, artillery designator that you can use that. So, but yes. Do we have an opinion on who should uh, hold on to that? <laughs> um, probably one of the back support guys like you, Mothman, if I had to. That, I mean, that's what I was thinking, but I also don't want to be the guy who says, I should be in charge of the artillery. Well, I'll... I, I'll no, you, you're kind of already yeah, in charge of the artillery, right? Uh, My artillery is currently busted, so... Well, here, consider consider this... What? Yeah, this is for a replacement. Yeah. I'm fine with you having it. I really... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Hey, if we go if we go take out their artillery, you can just strap one of their cannons to your back and see if that works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know, I don't know if it works that way, but they're gonna combine. They're gonna. Or maybe maybe I'm gonna combine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else left for us here. Um, it's it still sounds like there's probably fighting all over the place, right, Spencer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's definitely a battleground that you're surrounded, but you guys can kind of start heading in the direction of forward operating base Saber, if you guys want to. I think so. Cool. I vote yep. yes. All right. Yep. Well, as you start heading towards forward operating base Saber, it starts to take you closer to downtown, um, which is that this is close to the thick of the fighting. Um, more and more buildings have been damaged in crossfire and broken glass and debris crunch beneath your feet as your mechs kind of traverse the environment. 
Um, there seems to be like an air of dissonance between a place where people live and work and the violating or violating encroachment of weapons in war it, that kind of creates this unsettling and intense atmosphere as you kind of walk through these uh these buildings that probably earlier to at the beginning of the day were full of people and and moving about um you also notice that you've been experiencing the jamming uh, since you've landed, it, and it's constant. There's not peaks where you can get in calm communication between other people. The only thing that's working is your Omni-Net Omni signal um, that you have, uh, but uh, that essentially you've been talking to Rio at. Uh, but yeah, you make your way through a downtown area, and then let me go ahead and move this over. All right, that should be dark, but you should be able to kind of see this like destroyed building and everything. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> As you make your way through a downtown area, you round a corner and found a, find a broken down bus stalled out. You see several soldiers uh, hastily attempting to repair the engine. Uh, and as soon as they uh, that you round the corner and you see them, they immediately drop their tools and throw up their hands into the air. Uh, they Fresh. Yes. Yeah. I guess, well, two questions. One, do we have, like, a uniform that I would recognize? Like, do pilots wear, like, a standard thing? Second question, are these people wearing any type of standard outfit that I may or may not recognize? Funny you ask that. They are. They are wearing, uh, based on their uniforms and markings, you can easily identify them as soldiers belonging to the LSA and not the Sovereignty. Cool. Uh, are we in our mech suits right now? We, yeah. I'm not getting out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I just, yeah. I would imagine that your mech suit is probably faster than on foot, so you're you're probably using that to like traverse and, and move. Also, if we get out, how do you move? Are you just leaving your mech there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless you have like an NHP that can like autopilot it for you. Yeah. Mechs. Mechs in general have like speakers, right? To like project yeah. sound out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, like, I, I kind of want to put them, at, try to put them at ease a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, because you said like they immediately like drop their tools and like put their hands up. Yeah, they say, whoa, 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 don't shoot, don't shoot, please. There's civilians on board. Yeah. And, as be clear yeah. that uh was we weren't planning on it and we don't we'd rather not um it seems like you guys need some help uh uh yeah uh where where are you guys from uh we're with the we're with the union we were part of a del of a security detail for some ambassadors and crashed oh uh uh, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, me and Jim here. We uh, we got separated from our our launcher convoy. We were escorting civilians to a defense shelters, and we got ambushed and cut off. Uh, we were trying to make our way, but obviously this bus got. Uh, well, we're trying to fix it up, but uh, we're not really mechanics. That's crazy. Uh, Guess what I am. Well, you should say that. We're mechanics. Oh, you, would you would you be able to help us out then? 
Yeah. Why? I mean, wait, huddle, sidebar. I turn around my... <laughs> oh, pri like, hey, El Diablo, join me on my private channel for a second. I stay out in public. Turns around, he's, you know. He's <laughs> in the mech, just in like... The robot, like, fully turns. Every now and then, the whole mech, like, turns around and looks over its shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Furtive, furtive glances. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we're, are we gonna help them? Yeah, I think I think I think we should help. Light them up. I don't really care. No, we're not gonna do that. I just wanted to check. He said they were they were civilians. I, okay. They could be lying. You never know. I haven't seen any. Well, yeah, have we seen? Or does it look like civilians inside the bus? Yeah, you you kind of you look into like the the bus that's that's kind of broken down right now, and you see. Frightened passengers look back at you through the windows and duck down with cries of alarm. They, while you've announced yourself as as Union uh, pilots, um, they still seem very scared. So, I mean, we are in giant mechs and they're in a bus. Uh, uh, we have a large gun. El Diablo, why, why don't you you help me uh, try and get this bus running? And yeah, I'm off and I can stand guard. Yeah, I'm sure you have to snuck up on. Perfect, yeah. So essentially uh, how we're gonna resolve this is an extended skill check. Uh, you can you can look up what page is covered under that on page 47. Uh, so uh, essentially how an extended skill check works is that this is, this is outside of mech combat. So we're not in rounds, we don't do anything like that. Every skill challenge um, is basically a role to beat to hit 10 or above, which is really cool. And this is a time and moment where your your pilot triggers that you made at the beginning might come in handy. Uh, there is uh, gonna be three parts to this extended skill challenge to kind of safely escort the bus. And the first one, as you may have guessed, is repair the bus. So don't Nobody you said anything about escorting a bus. I just thought I was gonna fix it. All right. Well, uh, if you only do one part of the challenge, that's fine. So, <laughs> we'll we'll see what they say. We'll see what happens if we can fix the bus or not. We'll see how see how grateful they are before we actually like take steps. Once uh, once we fix this shoddily photoshopped into the picture bus. Yeah, it feels real funny. Hey, I I was trying my best. Okay. This bus looks pretty antique for uh, five thousand years in the future. It gets the job done. <laughs> It's just, it's just not true. Of how white that bus is compared to this very orange sunsetting environment. Yeah, so. you, did a you did a very good job compositing the lighting correctly. Thank you. Uh, I'm an artist. Um, anyways, okay. So I'll, I mentioned there's only three, there's three stages to this extended skill challenge. You only have to pass two of the three in order to successfully do this. So um, yeah, the first one is repair the bus, so. Dalton, you mentioned that Backfire and El Diablo are doing this together. Well, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's a couple other things before yeah. like, we make the check that yeah. like, you kind of let us know. Is, isn't there's um, whether or not a check is, I think, difficult or risky. Oh, yeah. Um, that have definitions. I don't necessarily, I don't know. I think, I think that'd be up to the GM to, to say. Yeah. So basically, yes. So Dalton, like you were just saying, um, me as a DM, 
you uh, as players or anything you might be thinking well if i can just roll anything it's a 50 50 shot even if i'm not using triggers i can just do anything right well not necessarily me as a as a gm has the ability to make different checks difficult risky or heroic um or and heroic it, you can kind of combine them which is cool but uh, a difficult roll is harder than usual and adds plus one difficulty which if we remember from what we've been doing before is adding a d6 to the roll and minusing it from your total so um that's rolling the d20 then rolling the d6 and minusing it from the d20 um a risky roll has clear and obvious complications even on a success uh for example if you're trying to sneak into a heavily guarded facility uh that i might decide is is a risky role and for that you always suffer the consequences if you if you make if you attempt to do the activity um uh on any result under 20. so uh on any result under 20 you always suffer the consequences and a skill check still succeeds as usual on a 10 plus but the character suffers suffers the con uh, consequences anyways so basically if you roll above a 20, you don't have to face consequences, but you still succeed on a 10 plus, you just also get consequences. Like if the consequence was, if you're sneaking to the base and alarm were to go off, uh, rolling under 10, the alarm just goes off and you can't do it. Rolling above the 10, you successfully sneak in, but the alarm goes off and rolling above the 20, you sneak in and the alarm doesn't go off. So just making sure there are clear consequences to, to all of that, so. And then a heroic roll is just only successful on a result of 20 plus. And the character making the attempt also suffers consequences if the roll is less than 20. So basically, if I want to push things, I can make a heroic roll be difficult or so on and so forth. So those are the different types of like the light story role playing outside of the mech combat. Those are kind of like different types of roles I can call upon to make them more challenging. But this is not going to be any of those. There is no difficulty. This is not. Uh, this is not risky, and it is not heroic. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess in this instance, then um, backfire or and or El Diablo. I don't think it really matters. Is going to be trying to fix the bus, right? So because well, I have I have a plus two to happy fix actually. Okay. So sounds perfect. Does that, Spencer, does that uh, skill trigger apply here? I think fixing does, yes. <laughs> okay. Sweet. So El Diablo, you're going to be doing it. I'll be helping out. Uh, so you're going to roll 1d20. You're going to add two for the skill trigger and add one accuracy. So another 1d6 because I'm helping you. So 3d6 when I take the best. 1d6. Yeah, no. so it's you're still you still roll at 1d20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have you have just a straight plus two from your skill trigger. Mm -hmm. It's like a plus two to the risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then a plus plus one d6 for the help. And mm -hmm. Spencer, I would ask. I have a my background is a mechanic. Can I invoke Ooh. that? while I'm helping or would I need to be like the primary person to be doing it to invoke my background? Uh, where, what page were those helping roles at again? I, th I think it's just the accuracy. I think I would rule it that you would need to be 
the main person doing it. Okay. But I feel like when we were discussing backstory, Justin did describe himself his background being a mechanic. Justin mechanical engineer. Mechanical engineer. So I would argue. So I could I could help. I mean, would my could I give him my plus two? Uh, no. If if you're a mechanical engineer and we think that we all agree that that's relevant to Mm -hmm. this check, you get another accuracy. Yeah. I mean, I know how to like fix cars and stuff like that. I have. Actually, man, I got a I got a '66 Mustang. It's an old antique car, man. It was it's like I built it. You're not supposed to drive it because it'll basically fall apart, man. It's real old. But it runs on gasoline. Yeah, yeah, it runs on gasoline, man. I can't. Even, I mean, couldn't even really. Drive where do you even? Yeah, where do you even get gasoline these days? Actually, man, I I, I converted it a while back. Uh, it runs on um, old vegetable oil. So okay. I just drive around to the fry fry house. Like, you know, I'm buy buy it off them for real cheap. <laughs> so yeah, El Diablo, you get one d twenty. You add two from your skill trigger. Okay. And then you roll two d six and keep the highest of those two and add that. Because those are two accuracy and ball. You roll the same for both accuracy, but really good roll. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that's a twenty. Yep. Perfect. Where does the yep. second accuracy come from? Uh, so he he has a, a background as a mechanical engineer, and we said that that's relevant. Okay. Um, and then I'm helping for a second accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think since Justin rolled a ten or higher, that is a a pass. Success. Yeah, you you nailed it. And I'm gonna say because it, it was like a twenty, like you get down and realize that these guys really didn't know what they were doing, but all the parts were there. So you like just tighten like a few bolts and like give it some oil and it starts up within like five minutes like it's it's good to run oh okay cool you hear uh, from the front yeah uh jim gets gets behind the wheel you hear the rum of the engine kind of start up uh you see hear like um a size of relief come from the the pastures on the bus um and maybe a little girl who's kind of like face just like planted on like one of the windows just like waving at you and and gives you a thumbs up give me one of those give the finger gun oh not of the cat uh jim uh, was in the bus but the other guy who was originally talking to you he goes ah the uh, thank you that was really quick i i don't think i introduced myself my my, my name is cash um what uh, you said you're he points at you dalton you're mm-hmm. backfire uh well my name is kish kish okay you, you can call me kish thanks kish and thank you he points to uh adjusting your character el diablo he goes uh th- thank you as well oh you can call me el diablo no problem uh <laughs> do you have yeah. somewhere safe you're trying to get to it, yeah, actually, um, he it, so we were heading probably about northeast. I think there's apparently a um, a stadium we are putting all the civilians in, and that's what we we're going to. Uh, it's been kind of dangerous, though. Would you be able to go ahead and make sure it's like ahead of us and make sure it's OK? Mothman, what direction did you say we were going? That way, is he pointing <laughs> northeast? Uh, it's more north, but it's along the same, same path. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the way. 
Uh, <laughs> no problem. Uh, I, I radio back to Backfire. Uh, can you ask him a quick question as to when all of this, you know, like, started? Like, when... Because mm-hmm. we've only been here for, what, like, an hour? Two hours? Mm-hmm. You mean, like, when did the civil rest... Un- like, no, like, when did... When were shots fired, sirens went off, yeah, evac warnings it. are, like, triggered? Yeah, this particular action, like, when did the... Fuck, the... the was it a sovereignty or a dynasty? Sovereignty. 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 Best in sovereignty. The, I mean... Like, when did the Vestan sovereignty actively start attacking? Was that like an earlier today thing? Was was that like yeah. recent? What's going on with that? First off, as a GM, I find it hilarious that now nah, you are just communicating that to him by radio and not just talking to these people directly. That's hilarious. Well, but... he's he's on foot with them. <laughs> I figured it would make sense that like a person like face to face. Hey, man, what's going on? Rather than like the 20 foot mecca in the background on the loudspeaker. Civilian, when did this start? <laughs> oh, God, so <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, so uh, Dalton, um, Backfire asks Cash about that, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cash uh, turns to you and goes, oh, uh, he like looks at his watch uh, probably about six hours now, I think. Uh, it was earlier today. It's it's starting to get afternoon. The sun's kind of going down. So uh, it's he, he says to you, yeah, probably maybe around noon, I think, when this started to happen. Um, it New, definitely wasn't today? expected. Yeah. Uh, basically, what happened we noticed first was all communication just went down. Our our infrastructure, our communications, uh, business workers were already kind of starting to pack up and leave for the day when it happened. And then, while well, they're they're their mechs started rolling in. They're packing up at noon. Yeah, no, well the the workday it couldn't it couldn't work. Okay. Oh, I guess that's true. Like communications went down. Yeah. So they were like they were getting ready to call it for the day. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. But I mean, not that, everybody made it out. So. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. We probably would have heard. I, I feel like I would hope we would have heard about something happening. If it had happened earlier than that, we just crashed not a couple hours ago. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure. Uh, well, if we can figure out whatever is jamming everything, maybe we can take it out and we could probably send some messages back and forth. That That's probably the hiccup right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. But yeah, that checks out. That checks out on what the jamming would stop communications. <laughs> we, we could go help them out, right? Yeah, Wait, I mean, I, we did, have... Do they know where it is? Right. I, I oh, think... yeah, that's a good question. Do you guys know where this is? It, it, no, just, just a dude in a, with a bus, El Diablo. I'm just trying to get these guys to the stadium. Let's. Some information. I don't. Damn, man. I'm so, I know. I'm, no, no, it's not your fault. I, I'm really reaching the bus. Rio's Rio asked us to get to the forward operating base. I think if we get, oh, we'll 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 get some more information. But on, yeah, on, on the way, probably better informed. Yeah. Uh, on the way, let's let we'll we'll clear a path for these civilians to get to the uh, crisis center. 
Perfect. And yeah, that's the next skill challenge is to scout a safe route ahead. Okay. Right. I'll take rear. Um, people relevant to this? Uh, relevant to escorting them? This is Wait, just maybe. ahead. So you are just scouting out ahead. You're not escorting the bus just yet. I don't think so. You could maybe argue get somewhere quickly. That's mm. get somewhere quickly and without complication. But I don't. Mm. That's like. It says with speed, not necessarily stealth. Yeah. I feel like that's more so like you're like running to get somewhere yeah. within a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me just. I can. Yeah. I have spot. I can spot things if we're just scouting. I think spot. <laughs> if, if that's one of your skill triggers, I think that's definitely relevant. Uh, out of curiosity, how clear are the roads for this bus? Um, the, like pretty pretty drivable. Yeah, I, I would argue that there's enough enough for the the bus to kind of like drive along. Yeah, I mean, if okay. not, hailstorm and I have blow something up. We could clear a path pretty. Yeah, easily. but I didn't know. Like, obviously, we're not escorting it now. But if the roads are just like full of rubble, like the entire way. There are other solutions to pursue than just continually blowing up all of the rubble. You know what? I would argue that's probably part of this. That's why the bus isn't following you just yet. The reason why you have to scout out ahead for for the route is one to make sure mechs aren't enemy like vest and sovereignty mechs are in the way, but two like to also make sure path. that yeah the path is clear. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mothman, you said you have um have spot as one of your skill triggers. Yes, I do. So I think you should probably take point on. I'm not good at point. All right, I will take point. I'm going to go and I'm going to start like throwing cars out of the way if they're in the way of the road. <laughs> yeah, like we'll, we uh, all go. We're kind of like trudging our feet like you do in snow to like clear the path, but it's like rubble. Yeah, you're just smashing like concrete and stuff down. You really hope no one's trapped under any of the rubble. <laughs> well, that's why we're not stepping on it. We're just kind of like you, like you said, you trudge through snow to kind of push it. Oh. Yeah. It's shuffling. Uh, how how worried are we about stealth right now? Wait. Yeah, we probably could. It might be easier that way. Just get I, one of the buses. I, I don't yeah, think so. Like, can we I think this bus up. Like, how big is like you know? Yeah, our yeah. our mechs are size one, which means they're about like fifteen, like ten to fifteen feet tall. A bus is probably slightly smaller than that, but not like. I mean, all four of us could pick it up. And, like, now, hear me out. Over the rubble, we could throw it like a football. It oh. is it, it it is mechanically considered a size two, but just okay. let you guys win. We definitely can't. Just to let you guys know, the, the 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 third skill check is provide an escort. So I I, I think the way why it's designed is to try to scout out the 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 thing ahead. That's like one another check, and then the second one is just providing escort to get it there. So okay, yeah. yeah. I, like, well, I will scout with whoever is scouting, or I will go first. That's fine. Or I mean, does anybody have like relevant stuff to scouting? I mean, I do. Train. I have boosters, so I can pop around and not be hindered by the terrain. 
so the boosters i think is more like attached to your mech and everything right yeah i'm, I'm like i went back to my mech yeah, no, sorry. So I should clarify. So in mech combat, that's when we use a lot of like the, the mech specific combat rules and everything. So mm -hmm. outside of combat, which is kind of like what we're doing right now, we're just using the like the pilot triggers, the pilot background, and just kind of like that kind of like general light role playing this where the checks are only to be the 10 basically, unless I call for it to be risky or difficult and everything like that. So oh okay so well, when we're deciding to roll and everything what what we're taking into account like dalton's saying is like hey does anybody have any relevant triggers that will help them out with this roll which it sounds like nice character mothman has the spot trigger which would add plus to the roll or if you have like a relevant background that might add a accuracy die or like if you roll. had like if you brought gear like a like a viewfinder or if mm -hmm. you had any reserves anything like that to help um, but it sounds like Mothman refuses to be the, the scout. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, also have, I also have survive, which is per persevere through harsh, hostile, or unforgiving environments. So I don't know if that would apply. Uh, How would you apply it? I guess. This is this is the moment. I guess if it's just like players. shoving rubble. I don't know. I don't think it's going to apply yet. But you said gear, which made me think. Yeah. Um, I have a smart scope which provides high-res magnification up to two miles. Uh, they can also be paired with thermal, optical, or simulated vision devices, so that could help. And I have a personal drone, which is a small non-combat drone uh, that are common sight in the field. They are fairly noisy, but can fly about half a mile with good maneuverability before losing signal. Um, so I'm not gonna take lead, but I will bust out my, uh, my drone and just kind of get a bird's eye view. Yeah, so I think Mothman is going to be the one who's doing the <laughs> the scouting skill check, Spencer, if you think that's yeah. going that sounds, to That sounds great. Okay. So let's all, let's do the, the counting up, I guess, of bonuses that we think Mothman gets. So we got a D20 as base. Um, Spencer, do you Spot think- Spot plus two. Spot gets, gets plus two. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think he gets like an accuracy for any of like the equipment or anything? Yeah, I think definitely with the drone. I was trying to see if there was any like specific mechanics that says like, oh, they have this gear, they get this thing, but it doesn't really seem like there's anything like that. So I think that's a GM ruling, and I'm just gonna say yeah, because the the drone definitely helps out. So let's let's throw in an accuracy die in there. So for sure. All right. So I guess I'm just looking right now for the like the most optimal path kind of yeah. i mean obviously kind of enemies if i see like any movement i'm gonna like relay that hey guys like in this alley up here there's whatever the food into getting the most uh up-to-date path can i use my subjectivity enhancement suite to download a map into somebody's mech well uh, describe what that thing is please Subjectivity Enhancement Suite is a set of cybernetic implants allowing users to hack systems without a rig. Users of oh. this of the suite blend the organic with the synthetic. So I'm a cyborg. Mm -hmm. Of course you are. <laughs> by, the, by the way, guys, I'm a cyborg. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, well, I have the hack and fix thing, so I thought that this was some... Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, so when plugged in, I can access a comprehensive, fully interactive alternate reality interface with direct OmniNet access. And since Spencer, you said we had OmniNet access, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Making navigating or hacking local network systems as easy as wishing it so. Um, although if I get into, uh, I have to be careful be, by opening up my mind to the digital, you may face dangers other less enhanced people are ignorant of. So this is not without its dangers, inherent dangers. Um, well, I guess I should clarify the OmniNet net access is like their civilization doesn't have access to the OmniNet. Uh, the OmniNet access is just to get directly back to your ship. It sounds like that's like saying like you kind of hack into the local network to kind of yeah I, I want to use yeah. I want to use I want to use like my connectivity via this OmniNet access that I have to get into there. Right. Everything local is jammed. Uh -oh. But like I yeah. wouldn't be able to access maps. Uh, not the, not the, just take a picture for us. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I think yeah. Reading the description of the Omnihook uh, allows for communication, data transfer, and limited hotspotting. So I'm assuming I can also just contact Rio. If we want to, I can probably just text Rio and be like, hey, I assume we have some type of map yeah. on, in our system that we could just download. I, like, sure. it might not be up to date with the rubble that's everywhere, but like, but then can I use, I can use my interactive map to like cut through that and create augmented reality around me and yeah. move through the city. Sure. That all sounds awesome. I, I would say like that combined with like the drone could definitely provide you like a map of the area and everything. All right. Sweet. So looking for enemies and the best path with the drone. So right now I have a D20, a D6, and a mm -hmm. plus two. Anything okay. else? I think that's it. Okay. And here we go. I always get shitty rolls in D20, so let's see what well, happens. Well, with oh. add another accuracy, because Justin's character is helping out now by okay. doing like the map and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. I'll get yeah. an additional plus one with my shitty rolls that are about to happen. Here we go. <laughs> you got it. I have have confidence. Oh, what? How do I? Um, What's the command? Flash R. Oh, I hit. What the fuck? Yeah. That's going to be a 26. 26, nigh. No I bad never rolls today. Fuck, I get shit in combat. That's OK, you got good now. I, so I, I like this. This is I'm fire support, is I'm really fucking good at not being in the front lines, apparently. I, I I like to imagine this is like a huge moment for both like um, Backfire and El Diablo to like work together. Like I, you mentioned some kind of like like military rivalry at the beginning, but at this moment, like both of you kind of click together and maybe you're bouncing ideas back and forth. You're like, wait, I can I can get a map from Rio and like uh, El Diablo, and El like, Diablo. I can, like, put that together. What? Backfire and El Diablo? Backfire and El Diablo. Oh, no, Backfire no, sorry. El, El Diablo and Mothman, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. But you guys are, are talking back and forth and and you're just like uh, putting together like you send up the drone, you get the map from uh, the, the Rio, uh, uh, 
El Diablo starts like putting together like a an optimal path because of his cyborgness. And uh you guys are able to just like put on everybody's display like uh the the most accurate route uh avoiding uh Vestin Sovereignty mechs that are kind of like moving through uh uh the area and uh you perfectly plotted out. So yes, you succeed at it. Stupendously, yeah. Okay, so we have a path, but my next question, did we see any areas that were like heavily in it? I don't even know what I'm going to call the enemy here, but just like mech activity, especially like, is there any active combat we should specifically not go that are somewhat close to us? Absolutely. That's definitely part of the, the optimal path, right? It's like you have to go up like two blocks, make a left turn, go down three blocks because like, uh like to your to your like southeast like two blocks away there's like currently like fighting forces going on right now so yes absolutely are they mostly mech forces or are these like foot soldiers uh i would say it's a mix of both uh both sides do have have mechs that they're kind of working with but i would say for the most part uh lsa kind of got caught off guard so most of their their fighters are are on foot versus the Vestian Sovereign, he's like mechs is kind of what you see as you're kind of scouting it out. Cool. All right. For future roles, before we get too further, I posted in the in the roll 20 thing. Um, uh, if you put like a KH1 or keep highest one at the end of the number of D6, it'll automatically just grab the highest number. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, so if you do like what I'm doing, where slash R, 1D20 plus XD6, KH1 plus Y, where like X is the number of accuracy and Y is any like uh, trigger bonuses, you should get. Yeah, uh, you can either like and swap the plus for minus if you have a lot of like disadvantage or difficulty. <laughs> Right, because yeah, advantage and difficulty don't add together; they just cancel out. Yeah. Yep. But you do you keep the highest or lowest for difficulty? Keep highest, because you're. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cool, perfect. Yeah, you guys passed the second skill check. There's only one left. It is escorting, providing an escort right now for for the bus. So you are now escorting. You have to escort it now that you have the 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 path that. Uh, El Diablo and Mothman have kind of put together. So, cool. All right. I guess we're escorted. How fast can we move in these mechs? Uh, Your speed. Yeah. <laughs> Four. Per. Four. Yeah, it's, it's its own unit. It's four <laughs> hexes. What are you talking about? Well, like, so in D&D, most characters move 30 feet per turn, but a turn in theory is like six seconds. Yeah. I don't know it what is, length of like. I think it's just more abstract. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Four is 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 hexes. Your yeah. the time between rounds is just the round time. Yeah. Well, the it reason was... I the reason I'm asking is because yeah. theoretically this bus can move. 30 miles an hour, let's say. I don't know how far we're going. I would like to think a mech that's walking through a rubble-infested city might yeah. not be able to go at 30 miles an hour. So I bring up the question, is it advantageous for them to slow down 
for us to keep up with them or for them to just do their thing. I, I think you might be missing the point of what an escort is if they're going on without us. No, I, I know what an escort is. That's why I'm specifically saying, are we slowing them down by escorting them? The, the point, the, the the point of an escort isn't how fast they get to the destination. It's that if something happens while they're getting there, they have someone to protect them. But if they can move faster, then they don't get into a problem where they need someone to Boss protect man, them. I'm not having this argument with you today. I'm stressed out. It's It's been a long day. I, you might have a concussion, so we're just going to move on. Yeah, man. We, we can't just have him go on without us. That's, a, that's not an escort. That's just a... Um, yeah, but I, I, I understand that's not an escort. I'm asking what is the validity of that escort if it's unnecessary? What? You're, you're missing the questions deeper level. Nine. I mean, I, I, machine guns, they don't have any of that. Even nine. Like a smaller gun that's kind of big. Nine, mechanically, that thing only moves as fast as your mech it, 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 when you're, you're like moving and such like that. So, but if, if we want to talk about it narratively, I would argue that probably mechs are faster than, than most cars, especially this this bus you just fixed back up because you're you're just able to like push yourself farther so um okay. that's all i needed to know yes mothman has been appeased uh we can the deep questions <laughs> um okay. so we can go now yeah I, I, think, I think in this situation we're probably all doing this yeah yeah um, so I like yeah we'll get we'll get the one accuracy because like someone is helping everyone else mm -hmm. um is this a difficulty or risky check spencer no uh it, i would have ruled it difficulty if like you failed the last one or the previous one then it was like oh well you didn't scout out a good route so now there's mechs everywhere and it's a bit more difficult now but you guys have been nailing it so no this is not this is not difficult or risky or anything like that so nice. I, I'd like to dual monitor my uh, my drone as we like move through, just so it's like flying overhead, just in case something changes. Uh, we kind of have a head head start. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, yeah, I am using the drone to yeah create the augmented world for everybody. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody kind of has like the path. It's like yeah. it's like in GTA where like the arrows. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anybody think they have relevant like background or skill triggers to take point on the escort? Get some oh yeah, get some more cookies. Probably the one we want. Those are two very assault for escort or get somewhere quickly. They're basically the same thing. I mean, they can be. <laughs> yeah, different means to the same end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like with your thing i just i want to point that out there yeah i, mean, I don't know if get somewhere quickly is suit and obviously the gm can rule this i don't know if it's gonna be super helpful because if like i can't make this bus like not have rubble in the way yeah so well, yeah, i know that like where you going around it and that get quick get somewhere quickly skill can mean like there's just like 
this game seems like during this this path there could be complications and that Spencer may be rolling behind the scenes but you know we don't know what's going on I'm not, um, but yeah <laughs> your your us us using this skill may kind of get rid of that if that's a factor or I mean you know we're like kind of winding through the street around so there's no like flat tires let's say that would definitely not be getting somewhere quickly if that happened yeah well I have to survive in that case which I feel like could help and and that's the biggest thing is with these triggers they're open-ended the biggest thing is you just have to make your case why you think it'd be relevant like if you think get some there quickly could be like well i know how to get somewhere quickly and make a expedited path so we're not shuffling around or getting stopped by different things um, yeah. you i think you can make that argument to be like yeah I, I think this would this would apply do you agree and i could say yeah yeah absolutely i think that that kind of generally applies to this situation or no no uh, you'd probably have to have something else to help out, but right. Like I went out on a limb with the using the augmented <laughs> interface. <laughs> Spencer, I was ready for Spencer to say no to that. No, I thought that was awesome. I look, this is all sick right now. So, okay. It's just weird. Not again in D and D where this kind of right. like this skill does these things specifically. It's weird yeah. having just like, oh, tell me why it works. Make a case. It's the duality of, of the system. Like mech combat has all that specific stuff. Like this does this thing with as many hexes. Outside of combat, it is very just open. Yeah, Okay. so. So we're saying that get somewhere quickly applies as a skill trigger in this situation. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. I, I have that. So I guess I'll take point on this one. Cool. Um, I don't think we're getting any more accuracy besides the one accuracy from if there other. was a background that was relevant, but I don't I don't think there's any relevant backgrounds to this and um, yeah. not that we have. I think there is like bodyguard or something. Okay. In the so, list of yeah, that would have been yeah, that would definitely applied. But like I don't if someone had one that applied, they would have brought it up at this point, I feel like. So <laughs> Yeah. Um Unfortunately Uh I don't think that's a pass. I, I rolled I rolled Two. 10 so yeah yeah uh yeah critical fail um but that's okay here's what happens so you already passed two of the three successes so you successfully escort the bus here's kind of uh, how that looks so basically you guys are able to uh like el diablo hops down there fixes up the engine gets it running and such like that cash and jim are, are super thankful for you you start shrugging uh, you you scout out ahead uh, Mothman's using his drone to kind of scout the path. Uh, El Diablo kind of maps it out. Um, then you guys get together and you start uh, start to kind of escort the bus. Uh, backfire takes point, and you kind of go ahead, and you are following the same path that that El Diablo has been mapping out with with Mothman's help. And there doesn't seem to be any larger groups around, so things are going pretty well. However, backfire, you step, you're kind of like on a suspended bridge and you you kind of step on one point and it had already been weakened earlier from a, 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 just like a random missile that just launched and hit below. So it caves out below you and you get separated from the group and that actually alerts some, some other mechs. So there's this kind of... Uh, he, there's this kind of conflict as maybe a couple of you escort the bus away as mechs kind of close down the location and maybe somebody else joins backfire to like 
help fight off the mechs. But then because you guys still have the map that that Mothman and El Diablo were able to scout out, you're able to get the get you know uh, get get the bus safely to the stadium while while uh, backfire and anybody else who stays behind to help them fights off the other mechs. So whatever you guys kind of want to look at, if anybody wants to stay behind with backfire or anything like that, but. I like to think that El Diablo and Mathman probably stayed with the bus since they're the ones on the route, right? So, yeah, I'll stick behind. Yeah. So, and then maybe maybe uh, Python, who's still with you guys, also stays behind. So you guys are able to dispatch the few few scouts that kind of come out to investigate. And then you guys regroup at, in front of the stadium with with the bus and everything. So. Do you want me to take any, like, damage or repair capacity or anything? Nope. Nope. You're good. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so you guys uh, successfully do that. Uh, you you clear a safe path for the bus and escort it through the worst of the fighting. Uh, and uh, yeah, so obviously uh, Cash and Jim come out and, and they kind of like wave at you guys. I'm not sure if anybody else, everybody I think is probably still in their mix. So they wave all that you guys. And they say, thank you. We got it from here. And uh, you hear applause kind of like, uh, come out uh, of of the bus as as everybody's like kind of cheering and, and and thanking you. Nice. I wave. Yeah. I make my mech wave back. Aw, that's cool. Um, before you guys leave or take off, uh, Cash does kind of like motion for you uh, for one of you to kind of like lean in closer, or if he can kind of talk to you for a second. Uh, yeah, I I like pop out of my mech. Cool. Uh, as you kind of come up to him, and he goes, "Hey, um, I, I I didn't mention this before, but uh, so I actually have some lay of the land, and uh, I think." And he pulls out a map and hands it to you, like an actual physical map. Uh, this might be uh, useful to for some side routes. You, I think you're probably heading to your 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 FOB up ahead, right? Mm -hmm. uh, th this stuff might help you get there a little bit quicker. Oh. Thanks. Uh, and as you, as El Diablo and and after having this conversation, um, El Diablo, you feel a little little tug at the side of your uh, your uniform or whatever you're kind of wearing right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like look over. Yeah. Uh, you look down and you see a a young girl who's a little bit shy. She kind of like uh kind of looks up at you. And uh, she she just kind of holds out a stuffed rabbit at you. Oh, that's all right, little lady. You don't need to give me your your toy. He kept me safe, just like you kept me safe. I know, and and that rabbit needs you to keep it safe. So you keep it safe for me. How about that? I think I'm gonna be just fine now. I want you to have him. Oh, well, all right. Okay. Uh, thank you. And she that. hands you the rabbit and kind of like skips back to like her mom who kind of like hugs her and she her mom waves back at you. Yeah, I wave over kind of awkwardly like I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> thank you, ma'am and little, little lady. All right. All right. You should okay. have been like, I don't need the rabbit to keep me safe. That's what my gun is for. That's a weird thing to say to a child, man. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if you know how to talk to kids. Yeah, I don't know if you meant to be on open comms on that one, but that's a weird thing to say to a kid, man. All right, well, 
Hey. You stay shaking, Bacon. I'll see you later. And I take the map and I'm scanning it and I like try and use my can I can I use my cybernetic implant here? My Hell yeah. Absolutely. Eye implant to um upload the um schematics. Or the yeah, the map, yeah, the, the map, map route. The, the map notes and routes into everybody's computer. Yeah. So, um, I won't reveal fully what this does just yet, but you'll you guys will find out soon enough. Um, but the routes do kind of like show you like qu quicker side passages that you didn't have available just from the maps, like the orbital maps that Rio was sending you. So they definitely add and make the the trek easier to get back to uh, Fob Fob Saber. So, um, but the the young the the well loved stuffed rabbit that the girl gave you, um, it is a lucky charm that acts as a single use version of the custom paint job system. Which you can find on page 120. I think. Sweet. So I'm gonna tie it. I'm gonna tie it to like the outside of my mech then. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Do you already have a custom paint job, or is this this your first? No, no, no. This is no. I, this is my first custom paint job. Great. Perfect. I have other stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of neat because like if you did already have a custom paint job it would it could be used in tandem with it yeah you can and, double up yeah oh it can double up it stacks yeah then the charm That's can be nice. instead it can instead be expended to automatically set the result of a custom paint job rolled to six so it's basically just like it just does what it is instead of rolling for it it just kind of works as like a one-time use thing so oh cool because the mechanics of the custom paint job, I can pull that up here. It's on page 120. It kind of lets you shuck off some damage, right? Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. I'm remembering right. Roll like a d6. If you get a six, you don't take the structure damage and end up at one HP, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that's what that's what this does. It kind of lets you kind of double up on that. And both of those items are what you get for the PC victory, essentially, the mm -hmm. outcome. So, yeah. Cool. So I think it's uh, with with that good deed done. Uh, we we keep making our way to the Ford operating base. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And what I can do is I can kind of narr narr uh, narrate this next kind of beginning part, and then we can take a quick break after that and come back and kind of resume if we want to do that. Sounds good to me. Cool. All right. So let's see. Uh. Let me make sure this is all set up. Okay. Let me go ahead and start reading this. <clears throat> Ahead of you, while following the roots of, of the map that, that Cash gave you, um, it, ahead of you, you have to pass through a train depot. Let me go ahead and kind of pull that up on the map real quick. They still use trains in the future? Of course they use trains in the future. Trains are literally the perfect form of transportation. Yeah, they are something all the Union future tech. Yeah. Absolutely superior nature of train transportation. Yeah, trains are badass. Yeah. It's very un-American of you. I know. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I will take the compliment. Uh, so ahead of you, so you, you kind of like start approaching this train depot and um, perched aboard a train car is a 
mechanized chassis. Did I, am I, did I say that right? I think chassis. All right, mechanized chassis outfitted with missile launchers. Uh, you might recognize this as a Rainmaker type of mech. Um, and as you kind of spot... Sorry, just like that mech on top of this very old... I agree, Justin. It's a very funny image to me, too. I'm doing my best to provide... I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry for interrupting. Sorry for interrupting. Please continue. I am proud of my white bus and an orange background and my mechanized... Colorful I think you should be. On my I old you train. Be. You could be. I was just laughing at the name Rainmaker. <laughs> oh man! Look, anyway. when you have, when you take your time to uh, to prepare, there's only so much time, and you have to make sacrifices. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Anywho, so so you see this mechanized chassis outfitted with missile launchers on top of this train. Um, uh, 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 above you, another Union dropship flies overhead. It looks to be part of a new wave dis dispatched from the Rio Grande. Uh, clearly, they've made it farther than you guys did when you first were trying to come in. Um, however, uh, you at, you look up with horror as this as this dropship flies over this this mech and it unloads missiles at it. And because of the comm jamming and everything, you don't really have any time to to patch in a message, and you just see it just get shot down and it crashes ahead. The uh, the the mech then crawls behind the train and and waits in hiding for the next dropship to kind of appear. Um, and you see, you do see the the, the dropship crash in the distance and a plume of smoke just kind of rise up. So, yeah, that's where you guys. Are currently at as you kind of look ahead you see other mechs are deployed near the missile battery as well arrayed in defensive positions throughout the depot if uh if you're gonna reach the ford operating base you're probably gonna have to clear this out before you get there and that's where we are before we start the next combat we'll go ahead and take a, a quick break and come right back and see how our our players our pilots will We'll deal with the next wave so cool. we'll see you guys in just a little bit woo woo. welcome back to the abcs of rpgs where we teach you the basics of tabletop role-playing games i'm spencer the game master for our session of lancer in which we're playing the campaign solstice rain i'm of course joined by my players dalton hi i'm dalton i have he him pronouns and i'm playing uh kish Lark, codename Backfire, also he and pronouns today. Uh, Justin, you're up next. I'm playing uh, Rico Manitoba. Paul sign is El Diablo. Uh, his pronouns are he, him. Did I miss anything? No, Chris. Oh, yeah, Chris, you're up next. Yep. Uh, Chris, uh, character is K. Brackeen, codename Hailstorm. He and pronouns for player and character um yeah ash is our um if she plays python she is uh she is convinced that there is a sentient alien race that are penguins uh but everybody thinks that she is absolutely making that up she had to work tonight so she's not here today but uh rico does not think that she's making it up oh rico believes her rico believes he saw something 
last but not least, we have uh, Mr. Mike Onai. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm being, uh, I'm playing as Mumtaz Kakmak, aka Mothman. Uh, I'm here for our fire support, trying to make sure everybody gets home. Hey. Yeah. So we just um, yeah. escorted some civilians to a safe zone. We've been making our way mm -hmm. to uh, Fort Operating Base Saber when we came across um, a a missile toting mech um, on a train shooting down uh, some ships, right, Spencer? Yeah, some of your Union drop ships trying to head. You can see probably see Forward Operating Base Saber in the back, like in in the the background. But this this artillery mech, this Rainmaker, is clearly not allowing any drop ships to make it through. So, so yeah, so that's where you guys are. You have this artillery unit kind of shooting down your drop ships on the way to Forward Operating Base Saber, and that's gonna be our next combat of the session so you guys should see this new map on here mm -hmm. everybody can see that great um this is a little bit different this one doesn't have a specific set sit rep i know we discussed sit reps before where um you know they'll have different conditions the last one we did was the holdout which had like specific six rounds don't let anybody within this zone uh this one is just eliminate the the enemy rainmaker and any other mechs that are that are here so I will go ahead and let me put them on the board. I mentioned last time that there are a certain amount of mechs depending on how many players there are. So I did eliminate the mechs that would have been here if Python was here. Um, by the way, I meant to say this earlier, but I like to imagine that maybe Python stayed behind. Uh, she was like, I'm, I'm going to make sure that these these civilians are a OK. So I'm going to I'm going to stay with them and protect them uh, for a little bit. I'll catch up with you guys later. So that's that's where she is narratively right now. So they had a wall basically. at the crisis center that she wanted to try yeah. out. Yeah. She likes climbing. She likes to climb. Yeah, she likes to climb. Paul sign Python. So, uh, yeah. So go ahead. Um, this this mission begins with every enemy on the board. So there's there's no reinforcements. You guys know where the enemies are on the board. Um, go ahead and arrange yourselves either in player deployment zone A, or if you look to the right side of the map, there is a deployment zone B. Uh, I believe only one of you can deploy there. Yes, one PC can deploy to that deployment zone because that is unlocked since you esco successfully escorted the, the bus. So that's why that's unlocked over there. So if one of you want to deploy in that player deployment zone B on the right side of the map, you are more than welcome to. So. I mean, I'm close combat. That puts me a lot closer. So that is helpful for me. If somebody can get over to the crane control zone, uh, I might be able to just like dash right in. I can also give you some information on the mechs that you currently see on the map because that may inform the way you deploy. So um, this right here is a Rainmaker. If you guys see that in, in the middle here, that's the one that you sh saw shot down the mech uh, or the dropship from before. Marked it. Is a, yes, marked in red. He He's marked red because he is a veteran Rainmaker. That means he has one extra bonus structure and stress so that's that's something to note he also gets additional abilities that um are i i i'm not going to reveal into unless you guys scan him so um 
Next to him right here is a sentinel with the yellow dot representing that he is a commander unit. Uh, commander units also get, get an extra structure and, and stress, but on top of that, they have additional abilities to kind of like help like within line of sight kind of command units to do different stuff and they, they get extra bonuses with that um let me double check i want to make sure he's not the special da -da 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 -da. no that's the other one okay uh so uh just going down the line here this guy in the back here in the top right if you guys see him this mm -hmm. is a specter unit so these guys are always invisible you guys are unfamiliar with the invisible tagline uh, i believe it just half the time it's uh let me double check the specific yeah any attack against it is a 50 percent chance to miss with that. Yeah. yeah so um that is the trickiest part about him you guys probably know that that even though he it's hard to hit it it's not not super strong because so happening. we still know it's there right like we know which yeah. we know which hex it's in, but mechanically it's just more difficult to hit. Great question. Yes. So there is a difference between invisible enemies, which is this. It's just 50-50 shot to hit it. And hidden enemies. Mm -hmm. Hidden enemies you can't target. Now you can take uh, a quick action to hide on your turn and you can reasonably kind of like hide and stuff. Uh it, there are you have to like have certain conditions to do that. He can just take the turn. He can just take a quick action to hide any anytime mm -hmm. he wants. Uh, that's part of like as an invisible character, you can just do that. Gotcha. However, um, while he may be hiding, um, he can still be hit by like area of effect attacks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if you know generally where he's at, he's still going to take damage. You just can't target him if he's hiding, but he is permanently invisible. Yeah. So. Um, Right here, just to the in between him and the commander, just to the south of them, that is a hive mech. You fought these in the last match. They're the controlly kind of misly shooter kind of stuff. It it doesn't appear to have the cloud around it. So if you remember, there was a range three cloud that it had before. It doesn't have that now. So mm. it might have cool. other stuff. So um Continuing down that path, there is a sent another sentinel down here. It's the same mech as the commander one, but it's tagged with a blue dot. And the reason why it's tagged with a blue dot here is you guys know that um, the it is a elite sentinel. Now, elites also get an extra bonus to structure and stress, but they get to take two turns per round. What? That is the special that is a special condition that they have. Um, Sentinel mechs in general are close combat kind of people. They like to get up in your face and kind of prevent you from moving and doing Overwatch. That's like their specialty. They can like make you slow and do Overwatch type deal stuff. So that is something to note that this this elite up here also can take two turns per round. So keep that in mind. And there's only one. Yeah, go ahead. Did you, when did you say that like they, they can activate twice in a round? Yes, so let me specifically, I'll just go ahead and read that because I know that's confusing. Um, uh, the Elite takes two separate turns each round. Yeah. yeah. And did you say, does he have extra um, yes. structure and stress? Yes, everybody with a dot has has an extra structure and stress, okay. yes. So not you have to get through their health and then get through it again unless 
Yeah. Unless they roll poorly. Yes. <laughs> um, in the top right up here, this is the last mech, or sorry, top left. I know my directions. Top left, this is an archer mech. Um, that's what that is. They're they're just good at at shooting from afar and reacting to to movement. So that's what they're all about. Uh, but hopefully that kind of helps you guys understand the battlefield a little bit better as you're kind of like approaching. Uh, narratively, I always like to think that as you're entering mech combat, you may not know what reinforcements are coming in, but maybe you kind of like scan the area and this is what you're able to kind of pick up so far. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think so. Um, and then, so the crane control. Yes. Um, Thank you for asking. While inside the zone, spend one quick action to destroy a marked wagon. The marked wagons, the one that have like the lift here symbol on them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The wording was really weird. It for some, it, it in in the campaign, it kind of made it seem like you could only do that once. But I I think it like it says on the map right there, you can just use as many quick actions as you want to kind of like move stuff out of the way. So because as you can see, those those are like. It, just imagine they're like you're, they're like train carts, so they're they're size they're height three, so they're they're pretty big and bulky. It just opens up the area and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you may also notice that there's a pleat control panel that you see up ahead mm -hmm. that controls this right here, this train with the rainmaker on it. So currently, he has a height three train in front of him, but that panel you can see might might do something to that that plate might be able to rotate it. So. Yeah, and that's the lowdown of kind of the, the combat encounter that we have lined up. Okay. So, so yeah, El Diablo, you were going to deploy over in the special zone? I was thinking about it. Unless somebody... Um, that lets me get this. I can get the um, close-up unit. I can occupy them while people push forward toward the control panel. Yeah. Seems good. I think so. I think that should be fine. Um, the only other thing I could think of is maybe put Mothman there and he could just like bombard stuff. But I, he, uh, uh, it feels like guy who's on his him. deathbed by himself. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with not being over there personally. Uh, there, there is like enough. There's two. There's, th I mean, there's three hexes. Um, I can also watch Mothman's back. No, I think it's one specific just can be over there. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with El Diablo deploying there. Uh, also, I don't have my howitzer. I cannot bombard things. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have the, the big artillery, but I think Spencer said we get a shot with that. Yeah, that's a one-time use thing. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, uh, what page was that? Was that 52, I believe? Yes, so page 52 is what it's at. It is a range 30 within line of sight, blast two, three to six explosive damage. So it's pretty big, it's pretty nice. Yeah, so Mothman, you're gonna be on the lookout for, we're gonna try and group some of them up a little bit. Ooh. I don't know, what do you think we wanna do strategy wise before we 
kind of get started yeah. do we want like two like people to just charge up the middle do we want one person to go over to the crane control yeah i think getting someone on the crane is probably a good idea mm -hmm. um, i can do that since i'll have I mean, do we want Mothman to maybe be on crane duty since, like, he'll have... Yeah, that might be good for Mothman to be on crane duty and he can move around, move stuff around the battlefield if needed and stay out of the direct fray. We should also make sure that we're relatively split up because what the main baddie has explosive powers. My... Well, never mind. Never mind. So... We think maybe like Mothman go over to the crane control zone, Hailstorm and Backfire charge down the middle, and El Diablo do some flanking. Yeah, I think that's. Anybody else? Yeah. Okay. We have some amount of plan. <laughs> you know how long those last. Yep. Especially in war. All right, and with that. Let's go ahead and begin the combat. As always, players go first. So one of you guys nominate who you would like to go ahead and go first, and then the enemies will go, and then we'll go back and forth. So. Probably Hailstorm or I wants to go first, right? Yeah, I can just go first real quick since it's running up. In which case? Ten, yep. So run and boost. Speed in the head, yeah. Yeah. So now it's an enemy's turn. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh so probably who's gonna go next is this Sentinel Elite. He's gonna let's see here. He can move five, so he'll move let's see. One, two, three, four, five. And I believe he'll just go ahead and boost to try to get to you. Let's see here. Okay. Damage by signals on watch. Okay. Yep. So he'll boost. One, two, three, four, and five. So he kind of closes in on you. So he boosted to you. And his main weapon. He has a main weapon. You can use main weapons in a skirmish, right? It's just one weapon attack. Yeah, so he'll, he'll use, well, he closed in really close to you, so he's gonna use his retractable sword against you. So he rolls uh, a d20 with plus two to the attack. Does a 12 beat your evasion? Yes, it does. Okay, so you take Four kinetic damage as he slams his uh, retractable sword into you. And that's the end of his turn. So go ahead and nominate who you want to go next, Chris. Let's go ahead and have Backfire go. Okay. Um, five and um, What did we say was climbing? Like to get to height one, I need to spend two movement. Yes, yeah. it's it's just half, yeah. And can you fall for free? Yes. Okay. 
That would be one, two, three, four. One, two, four. Okay, and that's fine. Um, so I'm going, I'm going to move and I'm going to use my, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to do it right away. Um, uh, I'm going to activate my core system. Okay, let's go. Um, so for the rest of this scene, I get plus one accuracy on all attacks, checks, and saves. And additionally, once per turn, I can boost as a free action. So I use my four movement and I'm gonna use my, activate my core power and use my free boost. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to barrage. All right. Um, so I believe I'm in one, two, three, four. Yeah. So I'm close enough to use my thermal lance and my shotgun. Uh, Let's go. So thermal lance is up first. We'll say. Um, so with my thermal lance, got one accuracy. So one d twenty plus one d six, right? Mm-hmm. That's an 11. 11. Okay. That beats it, though. Because it was just, it was evade, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be against its evasion. Cool. Um, So that'll be 1d6 plus 3 damage. Mm hmm. For 7 energy damage. Nice. It does have 1 armor. So it takes one of that and it just takes six damage. So great. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then I will have taken two heat from that. Um, and then uh, the shotgun will be another just d20 roll with adva- with one accuracy. Mm-hmm. And then to hit. Well, that hit. Eight does hit. Eight also hits. Nice. Yeah. Ducks. <laughs> um, okay. A shotgun is just 1d6 mm-hmm. of damage. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get into threat range, but uh, two kinetic damage from the shotgun. Two kinetic damage. So absorbed one, but still minuses the other. So great. Um, got two heat, uh, free. Okay. Um, I think that is it for my turn. Okay. Um, movement, poor power, free boost. And I used, I did a barrage as a full action. Perfect. This little hive guy is going to start moving in. So he'll move. I think his move is yeah five. So he's going to move. One, two, three, four, five. Boost one. Whoops, that was two. Three, four, five. So he kind of like pops around this little corner here. Uh, and this is a cone of five that he wants to do. 
because he wants to skirmish to use his main nexus weapon. It's a Kona 5, which I believe would only hit Chris. So he's only going to it's only going to try to attack attack Chris and it's a smart weapon. So he's going to roll with plus one attack bonus, plus one accuracy uh, against your E defense, Chris. Sounds good. Plus one plus uh, D6. Does a 13? Okay, so you take, let's see here. It is just three kinetic damage and he has locked on to you. So you have the lock on condition currently. And that is his turn. So Dalton, would you like to, would Backfire like to nominate the next person to go next? Yeah, Mothman, you're up. I can do that. Um, so I'm going to activate my core power. All right, two core powers in the first round. Let's go. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, well, I'll, I'll reserve my calling myself metagaming, but yes, I'm, I'm metagaming. Really, you see that? This might be the big, big final battle before. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, if, if I can see the, the forward operating base from here, I'm hoping yeah. that, like, I'm, I'm putting everything I have into this fight, knowing that if I make it out, I can probably make it to the forwarding operating mm. base. I'm sorry. There was something else I should have told you guys at the beginning. Part of the victory conditions. Um, the victory condition obviously is just to eliminate all the mechs. If you do it within five rounds, something bonus might happen. And I, I, I can't narratively explain that. I'll just say that, like, as a game master, that that something else might happen. Okay. Don't so tease me with that. Now I'm gonna be. Now By now the end of the my, fifth round. I'm gonna get myself killed. Sorry to win that. Uh, nothing, nothing will happen if you do it in five rounds. Nothing. So I'm going to move one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I can't make it to the crane control zone yet uh, with my boost. Mm -hmm. There's a free boost because I use my core power. Um, I don't... Mm, I don't really have anything else that I want to do. Yeah, I mean, like, if you used a free boost for your core power and you don't have much else, you may as well, like, quick action boost, quick action. But I can't. Can I? Because I can only boost yes. one. There's a free action. Yes, yeah. Okay, hell yeah. I'm definitely getting in the... In the Pain control zone. And then you should have that quick action still to operate it, right? So. Yep, I do Perfect. have a quick action to operate it. So I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna lift. Am I moving it or just like lifting it? Or is it destroy? It it, it just yeah. moves it from the battlefield. It won't it won't affect characters on the battlefield anymore. But like, can I put it back? Sure. Like, can I lift it up and then like put it back down later if I need to? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then I'm going to lift ABS. this guy. 
double check okay. with Diablo that that's the one. That's the one you want to move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, well, every, everything's kind of gone a little bit different direction than I thought it was going to go. So just, you know. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to lift that so he now has a clear path. Um, and to reiterate, can uh, El Diablo, is this guy hidden or invisible? We, more specifically, invisible, invisible. So I have a 50% shot at missing him. Yeah. Okay. He's, he is not hiding yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use another free action in comms range to El Diablo. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is the exact? I'm going to use my leadership thing to issue an order to go attack that guy. Ah, yeah. That will give you an accuracy die, uh, assuming you listen to my order when you yeah. do that action. Cool. Awesome. El Diablo oh, really back, your... like, I can do okay. that. Roger, that's your 50-50 chance. I was going to do that anyway, but sure thing, boss. Yeah, but now I can take credit for it. Yeah. You got it, Hoff. True. Oh. Yeah, that's my that that is my now turn. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, enemies are gonna go next. Um, it's gonna be this rainmaker. The veteran rainmaker is going to go next. So the biggest thing is he has uh, he has some missiles, and let's see here. Oh, does he now? I thought we he knew does. that. Oh, where is that? Okay, so he is going to do that's a quick action. So his first thing is does he want to do that first? I think he wants to do that first. Yes, he does, Spencer. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so his first thing is he shoots missile pods at you, Chris. So he, these are smart seeking weapons um, with a range of eight. So first off, let me make sure you're within range. Are you within eight range? No, you're not. He can't do it. He can't do it. Yay. Good to know that we know that he, he has eight range on those missile pods. What? No. No. What? No. What? Maybe. It's classified. It's classified. <laughs> Titan like calls in. He's like, I scanned him. It's eight range on those missile pods. Okay. Well, I didn't think this out. <laughs> he, he does that. With I'm glad. I'm glad the the sobriety or or whatever uh, is 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 bad at planning as we are. Yeah. Sovereignty, yeah. Sovereignty. Sobriety. Yeah, no. the, Le the Lyrian sobriety. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, well, he can't really do anything. <laughs> I kind of messed up his turn. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh, this is fine. We're fine here. Everything's fine. Um, He will still do... Well, he can boost. He'll boost. <laughs> no, I don't want him to do that. Um... <laughs> uh, he will instead, as a quick action, three spaces within line of sight. All right, so. Yeah, that's not really line of sight. Probably right here is line of sight, right? 
trying to think of. He only sees the corner. Nah, screw it. Okay, I for, forget it. He boosts. One, two, three. Gets over near this archer. And then he still is too far away. But that's okay. You want to know why that's okay? Within line of sight, he shoots up some javelin rockets. Uh, within a range of 20, he chooses three spaces. And basically, within those three spaces, which I'll mark here in a second, uh, they are auto-tracking rockets just kind of like in the air. And the next time a hostile character moves through it or starts their turn in or passes above one of the chosen spaces, uh, they are hit by a rocket taking five kinetic damage. Uh, each space can only be triggered once. The effect lasts until the end of the Rainmaker's next turn. So I'll go ahead and mark... Do, 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 do. He'll do... Let's see, right of 20. So here... Uh, yep, here... And... Uh, here... Yeah, he marks those three spaces. So if you enter into that, his missiles will kind of come down and hit you. So be careful. And that's his turn. Spencer, yeah. for reference, line of sight in this game is being able to draw a line from anywhere in your hex to anywhere at the target. Like a straight line. Um, mm. So I guess he could stay behind this like wall here and probably put him right here. Yeah, I would say because you could draw like, um, like a line like that. Yeah. And like you're there and it goes through like this hex. You'd obviously mm -hmm. see the other two hexes. I'm gonna say he does, he does what I what I what I said anyways. He'll just he'll just go ahead, stay there, shoots his javelins up. Cool. So, cool. All right, that's my turn. Uh. Mothman went last. Mothman, would you like to nominate the last person to go? Uh, no. No, I don't. Yeah, once, once El Diablo goes, we're about to get, like, blasted by, like, four more enemy turns. Um, yeah, so I am going to activate my core system. Um, I am also going to use my initiative feature. Uh, which lets me take any quick action as a free action. Um, so I am going to boost for free. Uh, and so one, two, three, four. That's that the other way. And then I am going to use my initiative feature to quick action boost again for free. One. Oh yeah, well I have boosters, so I can put one. That's eight. Wait, you boosted twice? Yeah, it's free action. Yeah, he used his core power too. Everybody's using their core power right now. But why does he need to boost twice? Because I have initiative. So the thing you get for the Everest. Once per scene, the Everest can take any okay. quick action as a free action. Yeah, but why do you? But why do you need to boost? You, you can just walk. You have movement. Because I, right? I, I have, I, I pop up and over on my boosters, man. <laughs> I think <laughs> he what, wants what, to boost. Let the boy boost. What Mothman is saying is the obstacle isn't really in the way because it's gone. 
Well, these are still in the way, aren't they? If he's like three or whatever. Sure. I like to think he just kind of flies over them. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. So it's not just this one. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you still have your movement. I do. Um, so before I take my movement, though, I am going to, uh, as a, uh, oh, I'm going to name that person my, um, field, um, what you call it? Um, wait, Mike, the, uh, moving the spray uh, lets me do that because I get my sight when that happens. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was useful. Um, but yeah, uh, then I'm going to use um, crap, what's it called? Oh yeah, exemplar to mark them uh, and then so if somebody misses, they can reroll an attack on them. Nice. Uh, Are you able to use that too, or is it just anybody else? No, it's other people. Got it. Okay. Um, that'll happen after I attack. Um, so I am going to... Um, actually, yeah, screw it. I will take my movement, and I will move one step closer, and I will use uh, my heavy mounted blade my charge blade as part of a barrage attack uh, does a 17 hit oh my gosh well um let's go ahead and flip a coin real quick to make sure that you can't hit <laughs> All right. Well, but but I'm I'm pretty sure that would. <laughs> oh, or do you flip a coin before you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I double check. I mean, but... you can do it either way technically, but since you already have a fifty percent chance of missing, you might as well do it first and see if they die. Yeah. Yeah. Need to roll. Well, I disagree. Right, it depends on how mean of a DM you want to be, because of the fact, like he has that accuracy roll, he only gets it once. So, if he was going to miss, then Justin would have saved that accuracy roll for the next attack. If you no, I gained an accuracy on all attacks. Well, I gave you an accuracy die. Yeah, so technically you should be rolling with two accuracy. Well, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to use it he if he has a second to. attack. Yeah. Actually, he just doesn't have to use it, but that's besides the point. I'm just saying in points like that, that would matter if he hits if uh if we know the results of that coin flip beforehand because yeah. that would specifically since i'm getting 1d6 anyway i was probably gonna save that for like the bigger guy like this uh you can't it, it was it's, it's only this same turn you have now being said you can give it it's not only this turn it is for doing what i say so i told you to attack this guy so you can only use it to attack this guy. You don't use it and I get it back and it's not wasted. Oh, okay. But that's the only thing it can be used for. 
Oh, all right. Well, I mean, I'm still going to attack him anyway. Um, but that's why I'm saying it would matter for that die if we knew the results of flipping before or after, because that would determine whether or not Justin would use the extra accuracy die. Yes, fair enough. So what's the coin flip? Yeah, since you need to... Uh, roll a d6 and then choose odds or evens. Probably do that other way around, right? You, pick odds or evens and then... Yeah, pick odds or evens and then roll. <laughs> <laughs> Heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna roll a d2 and then heads is one and tails is two. Cool. Uh, uh, what? But heads is good. Heads is good. Okay. Okay. Head. Cool. That's a head. Great. You hit him. Sweet. <laughs> That's 17 passes the check. All right, uh, and it's armor piercing if he has any armor. He does not, but that's good to know. Be super nice if this just took him out immediately. We have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> uh, four. Four? Okay, okay. You, you sink four damage into him. He's still standing. Okay, and then I'm gonna unload my prototype weapon at him. Yeah. Um, roll D two. No, roll the D two. I just had same same deal. Head's good, tail's bad. On your feet, yeah. head's tail. Oh, it's a heads. So I will also I will also use the um uh his my I will use the second accuracy on this one. Let's do it. So yeah, roll both those d6s, choose the higher one to add to the roll. Ooh. Okay, that hits, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. All right, roll your damage. Uh, all right. Um, so Justin, just heads up that you did get a critical hit because you rolled above a 20. Oh, so is that, is that 2d6 then? Yeah, you, yeah. you double the damage dice and keep the highest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So, so yeah. another six damage. Six damage. Justin, he had 10 health. Oh, so that's, that's, he dead. He's gone. How oh, do you I fucking invisible mechanics? Yeah. You just, you surprise attack the invisible dude and wiped him off the map. Yeah, I like, I come in and then I wait for him to phase in and I stab him down with my blade. And then as he's pinned down, my chest cannon opens and it's just like it, that's the sound it makes it, it makes the noise it, it makes the inception trailer noise yeah yeah exactly it makes the inception trailer noise and then uh uh yeah and then it's yeah it's just kind of a smoldering wreckage oh man that's, that's cool. amazing 
Is there anything else you can do on your turn, or? No, that was like, I did a lot of stuff. I you did, still... you did do a lot of stuff. I just wanted to double check. You still have your movement. No, he oh, uses... Yeah, I can, I do. I have like three movement left. Um, oh, yeah. First body, one, two, and three. Three? Coming. But you know what? I'm now... gonna take cover instead of that. I go, yeah, I'm gonna go one, two, and three and be there. Great. Okay, cool. So, and with that, the rest of the NPCs are going to take their turns. So, do this- Does the guy even have a turn? No. No. No, cool. no <laughs> I, I cool. could move. Yeah. I, my character can do a fair amount of Nova damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you you just snuck in the side and just wiped him off the map. That was amazing. All right, so this archer guy, he is going to, he's gonna, he can move five. So let's see here. So if he boosts, that's 10. I'm trying to think if he can get to the top of this height three item. Um, It would take six movement to get on top of it. So he'll boost to get on top. I Wait, thought that right? last week or two weeks ago, we said you can climb up like a one, like one thing above you, but I thought we said there was something different if it was like two or more. Is that the case? Um, I think I was wrong about that. Um, where did that go? Um, but I'm not crazy. We did say something. Yeah, we had like, there was a discussion about it. So, um, HH63? Yeah. Yeah. Characters with legs can jump instead of their standard move. Uh, like moving through difficult terrain, characters climb at half their usual speed. Each space moved is equivalent to moving two spaces normally. A successful hull or agility check might be required to climb particularly difficult surfaces without flying or without falling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for example, a size one mech could jump, could jump up to one space high and one space over. Characters that jump and end the move, jump midair, automatically fall at the end of their turn. I think we might have just been mixing up, like being only able to jump so high, with mm -hmm. being able to climb so high. Yeah. Um, I would be curious. Like we're saying that they can climb partially and stay partially and then boost the rest of the way. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Um, so if it's a height three, that means it's three spaces up, but requires six movement in order to climb on top of it, right? Yes. Because it's double your movement. <laughs> so he boosts, so he can move 10 with boosting. So he's going to get, like, on top right on this corner up here. And let's see here. He is probably going to attack Chris. Man, I'm just getting bullied. Yeah. You are getting bullied. You move first into the combat, so everybody's like, attack him. Oh. He has a range of 10 on his main cannon. Oh, wait, no, hold on. He is going to do a quick action instead called suppress. He chooses a target in line of sight, range 10. You become impaired, and the archer gains the moving target reaction. 
Um, and what that does is the moving target is if you start to move, he can interrupt your movement with a single weapon attack. Yeah. So, and that was his, because he, he boosted and then he, and he did that as a quick action. That's all he can do. So he just, he's just kind of got his eyes on you kind of trained and everything. And that's his turn. Um, I marked you with a little bullseye symbol for the lock-on condition, by the way. Um, yep. I was trying to see if lock-on only lasts like a round or anything. It doesn't say it ever expires. It just says, yeah. consume it. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, until it's used. Okay. Uh, while we're over here, let's just go ahead and have the Sentinel take his second turn this this round. So he is going to just probably... Let's see here. So he's going to activate a quick action called Eyes of Midnight. He becomes slowed, but now he can take Overwatch once per turn instead of once per round and it lasts until he deactivates it as a quick action. So he's he kind of slows himself down, but now he can do basically Overwatch once per turn now. So the guy marked in blue. Yes, correct. Right next to Chris right now. Yeah, or sorry, <clears throat> Hailstorm. Um, he is then going to do, yeah. He's just going to hit you with his retractable sword again, or attempt to hit you with his retractable sword again. And I don't think that's going to hit you. Nope. Yeah, because he just has. Yep. Nope. Definitely. Definitely doesn't hit you. That's the elite's That's the elite Sentinel's turn right there. The only one we have left now is the Sentinel Commander up here because that spect spectator is dead. So um, he is going to probably move. Gosh. He doesn't do well over here. Okay, so he's going to probably move and boost. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So he moved. 10 and then he is going to let's see oh that's a protocol so we can't do that okay so uh that's all he can do he's, he's not close enough to do anything else so that's the end of the round first round has ended uh so now we're coming back to the beginning of the second round Returning to the player's movement again. So, uh, oh. Justin, El Diablo moved last, right? So you get yeah. to help me. Uh, Nye, can you, how many times can you do that commander thingy? Uh, I have three die. I used one last combat. I just used one, but... Uh, I need to double check this, but I'm pretty sure I use, I have two things and engineering was my boost. So I get like one additional thing for like skill use, like limited skill uses. So anything that I'm supposed to only have three of, I actually have four. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking about nominating you and we can mark this guy right here. Um, and, uh, next turn 
you can nominate me and I can go in and just start whopping on this guy. Okay. Or I don't know how that sounds to everybody. The only, the only thing I, I have, I would say to that is that Hailstorm uh, is beset on all sides by a bunch of people and might want to act before um, all of those people surrounding him get a chance to hurt him. Yeah, okay, that works for me too. I don't know if, if uh, Chris agrees. Um, I mean, I can try. I can't really do anything because between the Sentinel Overwatch and the Missile Overwatch, if I'm, yeah. I'm just going to get obliterated. The only thing I think I, I'd be able to do with like going first is like at the moment before any movement happens, um, the Hive and the Van... Is he a Vanguard, Spencer? Sentinel, Sentinel. but yeah, they, he's all close range. The Hive and the Sentinel are both in a line, and I can Thermal Lance the both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, That's cool. Actually, thermal Lance goes through objects and such. I'll, I'll go real quick, so I can just fire both my launchers. Go for it. Cool. Uh, so I'm targeting this. Man, why I can't I can never get it to like ping. there we go. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna target the, this yeah. Well cause it used I thought it used to like do it on double click, but it was wrong. I just hold it. Oh okay, yeah, that is what it is. Uh so that's like one. Mm-hmm. That'll get me I'm trying to figure out like the blast radius, because it's blast two. Yeah. And I don't have line of sight to that, right? Cause like height one blocks it. I believe so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, just like I'm just trying to find like a spot where I can ideally hit like them without hitting myself. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're saying. Well, you could you could probably shoot this hex up here, and it's a blast. Yeah. Dude, that would hit them both, I think. Yeah, I'll just do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're hitting the hive and the sentinel commander up here. Yeah, and. So I'm at two difficulty, one for impaired, and then one for firing range weapon and melee. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yellow guy. Oof. Oh. Did that? I don't think that worked. Uh, I yeah. think Keep highest one. I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. It can yeah. go to a seven. Even though he's subtracting? Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. You have two difficulties? Yeah, so uh, range weapons while you're engaged in melee is one difficulty, and then I got impaired by like the Overwatch guy. Gotcha. For an extra difficulty. Cool. That's that's it. Yeah, the Hive. No, that doesn't beat its defense, so yeah. Well, let's see here. This commander, is that who I want to move next? Yeah. No, we'll do we'll do this Rainmaker. So the Rainmaker up here, he, let's see here. What's his line of sight? No, he's not gonna move. Okay, yeah. The Sentinel commander is going to move five. Yeah, 
one, two, three, four, five. And... Oh, sorry. Before he moves, he does a protocol. <laughs> uh, it's called Quick March. One ally cre uh, character within line of sight of the commander may boost. So he does that, and the hive is going to boost. It's going to move one, two, three, four, five. So he backs up right there. Uh, commander stays right there. And then I don't think, let's see here. That was his quick action. Let's see here. He is probably going to try to invade. No, he's not. Nobody's in line of sight, so. I'm assuming I'm no longer impaired. Uh. Because it was yeah. him. Oh, oh, wait, was it the archer doing it? It was the archer that did it, yes. So basically, the archer uses moving target. The target damages the archer or leaves the archer's line of sight. The archer is stunned, jammed, or destroyed. The archer chooses a new target for this action, or the archer ends it as a free action. So those are the uh, all the things. Around. Oh, sorry. I should have clarified. No, you're good. I was just double-checking. Um. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Sorry. Um, that's the end of the commander's turn. Um, let me go. Let me go. Yeah, I <laughs> think I'm pretty yes. close together. Yes, uh, Nye should definitely, Mothman should definitely go. They've made a fatal error by standing next to each other. The fools. I'm moving, I'm moving up a little bit just out of where I was. Um, and then I'm going to use a full action to uh, let me find it to use my bombardment, which is a range 30. I need a line of sight, but that's why I moved. So I should have line of sight with right where I marked. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Oh, fuck, it's blast two. Thought it was blast three. Okay, hold on. Um, can I hit all of them? I don't think I can get them all. Yeah, I don't think there's a spot where you can get all all four of them, but you would get three of them. Yeah, who are you choosing? Move it, move it one to the left. There. Right there. Okay. And that um, hits everybody but the Rainmaker veteran at the top? Yes. Okay. Uh, and that is three D6 explosive damage, but I think I have to roll. Yeah, that's the artillery strike, right? So is yeah. there even an attack roll? Uh, let me look. It, so in you what know, I'm saying, range, certainly sight. It, it doesn't. It just says three D6 explosive damage. It doesn't say attack roll. Oh, you're good. It makes sense. I mean, like I have grenades that don't have an attack roll. They just deal an amount of damage. Mm. Also, when you're just in an like, yeah, just an artillery blast, you can't really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. much bigger than like handheld weapons. I'm rolling individually for each of them, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start with the guy on the left. Archer. 
eleven. <laughs> oh my God, eleven. Uh, I think it's five is on the left on the bottom. Correct. Also what? eleven. And the, the commander. The commander. Yeah, Sentinel. Again. Only seven. Well. Okay, he has one armor, so one is absorbed, so he might six six damage. Okay. okay. Whew. Still, that's a lot of damage. I'm surprised the five is still up. I thought they had less than, less health than eleven. No, not hives. And but since the archer got damaged, I'm no longer impaired now, right? Correct. Cool. Um, I'm gonna use my free action to boost. Boost inside the cranes. I'm pretty sure I'm undercover there. <laughs> yeah, I would argue that. And. I'll use another free action to give uh, El Diablo another issue command die to go after the. Um... Oh, don't don't Probably. don't uh, don't do it because uh, uh, I'm not gonna be able to get to him to do it. You don't have to use it this turn. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it just says. Uh, yeah, I think da, da, da. I think El Diablo just holds on to it until he chooses to use it or give it back. They may either expend the leadership die to gain plus one accuracy on any action that directly follows from the order, or they may return to you as a free action. Mm. Uh, which lasts until used or the end of the current scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a bardic yeah. inspiration oh, type thing. I'm, yeah, just I'm gonna I'm gonna order you at at your uh, convenience. Please go after the Rainmaker. Here. Roger. <laughs> that is an order. Please do Roger. it. Roger. Oh. Okay. At the end of Mothman's turn, the veteran Rainmaker is going to go. So he has a move of three. One, two, three. And he is going to uh, consume the lock on that's on you, Chris. And what he does is that when attacking characters with lock on, the Rainmaker's weapons gain smart, seeking, and armor piercing. Uh, so he is going to shoot some missile pods at you. Um, Wait, what does it do? It gets smart? Yeah, smart, seeking, and armor piercing. Seeking and armor piercing, damn. Yes. So, um... Oh, wait, characters are going three. Let's see, one, two, three. No, that's not. Okay. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, yep, so he's, he's sorry. He's going to resolve the missile pods thing first, so. Let's see here. He does. Yep. So 18 to hit. Nice. Oh, wait, no. No, that's I, against I think that hits. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 do, I do believe that hits, yeah. All right. I mean, technically, I think it's just it's e-defense, right? Since it's smart. Yeah, and I just I add my save target plus my sensor range, right? Because I'm like aware of it, and that gives me evasion. Yeah, of course. Check it uh, out. Four explosive damage, and it does have knockback one. So you will be knocked back one, probably just like right here. Yeah. Um, 
he let's see here that was a movement and that was uh his main weapon that's so that was a skirmish he did he's going to do a quick action and launch some hades missiles all characters in a cone of three area starting within range of 20. so it's a cone of three but he has a range up to 20. um it is yeah uh take three energy damage in two heat half if they pass an agility save the system doesn't need line of sight just a possible route to the target so he is hailstorm and i yes that's what he's going to do so that is uh okay you guys have to make an agility save and the save to beat is 10. is the flat d20 Yes. Well, add your agility if you have any agility. Well, so you got might... one. So not one. Let's go. Um, okay. I have my core power activated, so I do get an accuracy on saves. Great. Perfect. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. So you pass. Um, Damn it. You still take half if they pass an agility save. So I'm guessing that's half the damage and heat. I would guess. Yeah. If Okay, so total it's four energy damage and two heat. So Backfire takes half and Hailstorm takes four damage, two heat. So So I take two HP and one heat? Yes, correct. Yes. Is that structure? No, I wanted four heat. Then I would be then I would be over then I would be in the danger zone, but I'm I'm not in the danger zone yet. Womp womp. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, uh, I lied, actually. Well, maybe not. So, it's, uh, I've got system trauma, but I also have my custom paint job. Oh, yeah, do that first. Nice. Uh, alright, uh, but da but but I will just destroy my expanded compartment as okay. the missile just crumbles the front of my mech. Yeah, so... All right, so that is that is the end of the Rainmaker's turn. It, it used a skirmish and it used a quick action. It moved. Um, it can't do anything else. So, uh, who went last? It was, was it Mothman? It was Mothman that went last. Uh, okay, so we can nominate whoever wants to go next. Yeah, I don't know, El Diablo. If you got something like you think need to be done in the current formation, you can. But I think I'd rather go if possible. Yeah, I mean, so the best thing for me to do is to pop over. Um, here and this guy with my shotgun. So you got something that's kind of maybe more constructive. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay. Spencer, am I in Overwatch range of this guy? Uh, one, two, three, four. Um, does do you have a threat of four weapon on you? No. Like, right, right, right. No, you're not. You're not in Overwatch range. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my movement. Uh, to climb up. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I was there. Um, one, two. Three, four, and then my free boost to go over. 
Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna barrage him. All right. Right. Well, one, two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'll have to do. Um. So, thermal lance first. Mm-hmm. Um. That is a six to hit. Against the Sentinel, hits of his evade, right? Yeah. No, six is not hit. Okay, shotgun and eight to hit. That hits. Okay. Uh, one kinetic damage, which I think is caught by armor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to check. So I attacked with my thermal lance right? Yes. Which generates two heat. Uh-huh. That puts me into the danger zone. Nice. Um, I have an ability. The first attack roll you make on your turn while in the danger zone deals plus two heat on a hit. Since I hit with my shotgun. Yeah. Does that deal plus two heat damage? Because it was the first attack roll I made while in the danger zone on my turn. I would consider that yes, because it's the first attack once you've hit the danger zone. So yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. Then he takes. So he does take two damage, right? He takes two heat. Two heat. Okay. All right. Let me mark that down. Elite set no. Okay. Heat cap. Okay. Got it. Cool. He takes two heat. Um. I think that's it for me. That was a move. That was a barrage. And I used my free boost. Yeah, I think that's that's it for me. Okay. Um The Sentinel is going to go now. And he he just got attacked by you. So let's see here. He can shoot. Oh, well, he's he's adjacent, so. I was going to say he was going to use his combat shotgun, but he'd get uh, difficulty trying to do a shot while he's right next to Chris. So, um, gosh, he'd probably just use his sword against Chris some more. He wouldn't take a so, step for take, take a step at me. I mean, he would, but he might provoke Overwatch for Chris, so he he'd. he'd uh, I mean, he's totally he's totally willing and able to do that. He can do that if he wants. If he wants to. Yeah, he, I don't think he would, he though. He provoke Overwatch from Chris and I if he wants to attack me. That's on him. <laughs> All right. I, get, I believe he gets a plus two for his sword. Because he's elite. Yeah. So, Chris, does that hit you? The 12? Yep. Four kinetic damage. And so... And that's gonna be his turn. So, backfire. Uh, I think the only one left is El Diablo, right? Yep, El Diablo's so. up. Hold on, El Diablo's far from everybody. It's bad for him. I am going to use my. Hey, respect dual injector. Uh, let me give myself the boost for free. 
One, two, three, four. Uh, then I will regular boost. Cool. Tight eye. Thank you. I muted myself on the second one. <laughs> Here. Um, and because I took a, I can skirmish, and I will skirmish with my shotgun. Ooh, against the Sentinel commander here? Yes, and I will name the Sentinel commander my, um... Okay! Uh, yep. D20 with, oh, with, uh, two advantage. Let's go! Oh, wait, let me double check. Those are two advantage. Yep. Just one advantage. Chris, I'm trying to think what options we have with this guy, and I think we might have to, like, try and push him. Yeah, well, I can lock on. So, if I hit him with a launcher, and I'm locked onto him, I can consume it for a knockdown. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I I might have an idea for you. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I we'll could, see when we get a rat. I guy. could lift up that crate, and if you push him, I could prepare an action to drop it. I think that situation is why the the story technically doesn't Does destroy. Doesn't say we're allowed to drop them. Okay. I know Spencer was being a nice GM doing all that, but I don't think the scenario is set up to allow dropping It'd shipping cool. crates onto mechs. It would be cool, I but I, it, yeah. Um, Spencer, uh, an 11 did hit, right? You said? Yes. Okay. Full max damage. Oh, are you attacking the Rainmaker? Uh, sorry, I thought you were. I can't attack. I can't attack the Rainmaker. He's too far. Okay. Okay. So it is. It is the Sentinel Commander. Okay. Yeah. Six damage. He has one armor, so he takes five. Right. Cool. Yep. And because all I could do was skirmish, because I boosted. Um. I think that's it, right? Uh, that sounds right. Cool. Then I am done. I'll go ahead and resolve this Sentinel Elite's second turn. Um, so he uh, is just going to do the same thing he did before Chris. He, he rolls to... <laughs> did he get the exact same thing? So, uh, four kinetic damage to you again. Cool. Um, okay. And that's it for the players, right? So we just need to resolve NPCs? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this hive is gonna go next because he did move, but that was because of the commander. So the hive needs to take its full turn. It's gonna move one, two, three. What's that range on there for the? It's a range. It's a cone of five. One, two, three, four. So it's actually only gonna move right there to hit you with its cone five attack, Justin. Okay. Um. 
It has plus one accuracy to this seeker cloud and plus one attack bonus. Okay. So let's see if it hits. Plus one, plus one D six. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you take three kinetic damage. Okay. Uh, oh, that was that was against your E defense. It was a smart weapon, but I don't think that matters. Um, and still three damage, right? Yeah. Um, now you are locked on. Okay. And with that lock on, the Rainmaker, the Rainmaker didn't go this turn, right? No. Yes, it did. It did. Yes. Okay. Yes, it definitely went. The only thing that I think is left is the archer then. Yes. Yes. The only thing that's left. Okay. So the archer, let's see here, is going to pick a new target. It's going to look down at Justin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's see here. It's going to skirmish and do a quick action. So okay. let's see here. It's for it's skirmish. It's a range of 10. Let me just make sure you're within range of 10. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Um, it is plus two to attack. So let's see here. Five. I don't believe you. 17. Ah! So it, you it take- It me unpleasantly. Five kinetic damage. Um, then it's quick action is the suppress base reaction. Again, this is the same thing it did to Chris. So choose a target within line of sight and range 10 to become impaired and the archer gains the moving target reaction. This will end on you, Justin. If the if, if it, the, it uses the moving target, if it's damaged, uh, if you damage the archer or leaves the archer's line of sight, or if the archer is ja stunned, jammed, or destroyed, the archer chooses a new target for this attack or the archer ends as a free action. And the moving target reaction is basically, if you start to move, it will interrupt you with a single weapon attack. And that's the end of the NPC's turn end of the second round we begin again at the beginning of the third round but i know we're getting towards the end of our kind of stream here so what we can do this might be a good stopping point for the session today and what we can do is we can kind of pick up next week kind of seeing how this kind of combat resolves <laughs> and if you guys make it back to forward operating base saber so yeah how does yeah. everybody feel right now so angry <laughs> I think that's a good call because um, I, I think like scheduled we would end in like 15 minutes and yeah definitely not enough time to do a full round um, yeah so yeah I mean, it... Mothman I know that your um, mortar was destroyed do you have any weaponry on you yeah uh, just not that I can really use from where I am okay it might be time for you to move into the fight no, I was planning on it. Um, I mean, ideally, my next move, I was going to go here and then here, and then I was going to throw out a drone over here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think... Yeah, I don't have line on sight, so that would be all I could do. Mm -hmm. I can't shoot anyone, but I, I, I'm aware. I'm... I'm Working on it. Yeah. I think Hailstorm, if I go first and I try to like move and use up his reaction and like tank a hit, that might give you an opportunity to move away. Cause you only get, even though he has two turns, he still only has one reaction, right, Spencer? 
Yeah. So like I could take an oh. I could take an Overwatch attack. Are you talking about the Sentinel Elite? Yeah. He did activate his special um, Eyes of Midnight, so he made himself slowed, but he can take Overwatch once per turn now instead of once per round. Okay. By once per turn, Yeah. it doesn't matter where in the turn order his turns are. He just gets two per round now? Uh, or is it like once per enemies, once per like character takes their turn? Okay. Yes. Never yeah. mind that. Yeah. Yeah. He made himself slow to do that. Yeah. Disengage. Yeah. yeah. Disengage or knockdown might be our only only bet then. Smart weapons still require line of sight, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. They just attack E defense. Seeking, I think, is is the thing that doesn't require line of sight. Arcane. Yeah. I knew arcing, but I didn't know if there's anything else. Because it would make sense if a smart weapon like could not rely on line of sight. It's the whole point of being smart, but whatever. Yeah, no, I'm angry, Spencer. <laughs> Why? You got My... a huge artillery strike off. And they didn't die. <laughs> I like never hit anyone in combat. And then I did, and I hurt them, and they didn't die. Look, you did 11 damage to two different mechs. That's a lot of damage. But Let they're not dead. That, okay? No, they're not dead yet, but you did a lot of damage. And seven to another one. So and One of them might have died one. No, I would have told you. Oh, if he went into overheat yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, if it lost structure, I would have, I would have, yeah, I would have told you. Are we allowed to, to have an idea of how much that hurt them? Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, visually, this Sentinel commander looks pretty roughed up, and so does the the hive looks probably below half. Probably uh, well health. The archer is is I would say I also not looking great. <laughs> okay. Good to know. This elite down here took some damage, but uh, I mean, it's it's still it's still chugging along. And then the Rainmaker, the veteran Rainmaker at the top ha hasn't been touched. It's still so. chugging? I've hit it for like nine damage. Yeah. I, it's like halfway. I'll, I'll, I'll clarify. It's like halfway. How much HP does it get? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I don't know. Does anybody have any like questions or thoughts or anything? No, no. Fighting some big baddies, got a fair amount of armor and lots of health and we could really use Ashley right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. If she was here, there'd be more enemies on the board. So yeah, that's the, uh, that's the trade off. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, I'm not sh sure if she's joining next week, but if she, she does, um, I might, I might say like those enemies might come in as reinforcements and she'll probably come in as like a reinforcement as well. Like she'll deploy to the player zone because if when we started, you could see like er all the enemies were scattered across the map. I'd probably just start them at the top of the map. Obviously there's no mm -hmm. real rules for this. So I'd probably just start right. them at the top of the map. They can kind of come in if they want to. And then Ashley starts in the player deployment zone and she kind of comes in from there. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. But so do we uh, get to attributions? Yeah, I was. Uh, we could definitely do that. I was going to say, how did the, the narrative part kind of feel for you guys? Because that was our first time really kind of like 
going into the rules loose goosey rules light kind of version of things so yeah it was fun i i liked it it felt weirdly loose but i think that's because i'm just used to like D D mechanics where it's like this is what this skill does it is very defined you say yeah. that but people have tried to really stretch some of those D skills in me <laughs> yeah oh, for sure but it i mean i'm guilty of it too like i you asked the dm like could i use this because of x y or z but D D is structured that like this is kind of what this skill is for and that's what it is now whether your D is like fast and loose with those rules fine this game is not that it is specifically like the d the the, the rule book says pitch me your idea go ahead yep. convince me convince me <laughs> oh yeah i think say it's, what you will it, it's a good fit and it's a good like it's it's got just enough to it to act as connective tissue between the combat yeah, like it doesn't need to be any like super complicated or anything. Just roll some dice so you can get some bonuses or or punishments for the next combat that happens. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. also felt kind of easy. Maybe that's just because we got two good rolls and there are only like three of those. No, it's like yeah, it's kind of by design in that sense. The rulebook kind of says stuff like generally outside of combat, like your pilots are skilled enough to kind of do what they need to do. That's why it's kind of like a 50 50 most of the time. I can like we were discussing before, I can argument it with the, the risky, difficult or heroic tasks. If like you wanted to do something like I'm going to punch a hole through this ship hull. And it's like in your mech. No, with my bare hands. It's like, OK, you can't. Yeah. Like if you think about the math, though, <laughs> if, if you think about the math, like without any like bonuses or skill triggers, you just have a base 50% chance of succeeding at doing anything. And when you have, when you have someone helping, that's a plus three yeah. expected value. And you have a plus two from a skill trigger. Like that's a plus five. At that point, you only have like a 25% chance of failure. Yeah. It's and the book does describe kind of things as like longer tasks, like things you can't do. Like a dice roll could be like over months compared to just like within like a few seconds. So depending on like what your action was, like I like to imagine the whole bus thing that was like three skill checks that probably took you another like, I don't know, hour to two hours just to kind of make sure like the route was secure. You guys were kind of being you know, like, OK, you had to fight off a couple mechs before you got to this location. Like it's probably nighttime. It's like almost it's nighttime now that you're kind of doing this like train depot fight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so. Cool. Well, we can go ahead and say who we're thankful for and then kind of uh pick up again next week then with everything i think so if you give me one second i can pull up where like the actual list so we don't have to fumble through it sounds good (laughs) um Um, yeah yeah. i'm excited i'm excited for you guys to kind of finish out this combat and well if you finish it out and then get to downtime because downtime does a little bit more it goes way more in depth than just like what we were doing before mm-hmm. there's like a structure to all these kind of roles and stuff like that and you can get more reserves like the artillery strike you can get reserves at, that you can use in the next like mission so to say because this is still mission one mm-hmm. so yeah 
Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody at Massive Press for uh, the game we're playing, Lancer. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, thanks to John Arena and the rest of the team that made CompCon. It's very helpful um, to have all of that like automated and and online for building and managing all of our characters and mechs. Um, thanks to NASA for our little background image of picture of space. Thanks to DS Technician for Desolate World, the little BGM song. Uh, Roll20 for a little virtual tabletop that we're using. Uh, Hero Forge for any like miniature art you see and uh, <laughs> of like humans and retrograde minis for any uh, miniature art of mechs that you see. Um, if you want to catch up on past episodes um, of Lance or any of the other campaigns, you can find us wherever. And you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. We got them up everywhere now. Yeah. And if you can't find it where you get your podcast, tell me and I'll put it there. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot us a message on Twitch, on YouTube, wherever. We'll get we'll get you a link. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll Please be back. Make Dalton do more work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'll be back at uh, about the same time next Sunday, right? About 7.15? 7.15 Eastern or 4.15 Pacific. Did I get that right? Yeah. Right. I can calculate times. Time zones. <laughs> All right. Cool. But Mark. yeah. Sign us off, Spencer. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. Uh, We appreciate you watching. We hope you've been enjoying our Lancer playthrough. I've certainly been enjoying it. So catch us next week while we finish out the mission one of, of Lancer. So keep on learning, guys. Peace. See you then.